All right. So, uh, this is uh, leading into episode 100. We just finished talking with Gordon Firemark, yeah. the podcast slash entertainment slash whatever Yeah, attorney. I didn't realize when you first booked him, I thought he was just like this podcast attorney guy. No. He's a big fucking deal attorney, man. Yeah, he's had lots of big clients and big cases, and, yeah. and uh, he tells us about one particular case that was a lawsuit that... Yeah. No, like, I'll let you listen to that. Again, like I was a little like, okay, 100th episode, we have some fucking lawyer on, this is going to fucking suck. Mm-mm. But it was a great episode. Like mm-hmm. It really was to me. Great conversation. He shit on you quite a bit. Oh, man, he just pissed all over me. Yeah. So it, was, a, it, was, it was a great episode. Yeah, I, I would say that the laughs are not as often as in some of our episodes, but they come and go. And I feel like a lot of the laughs are just us obviously like being tired of each other after two you weeks think so? apart. Yeah. I did notice though there are some times that he said stuff and you heard it and I didn't and mm-hmm. you you thought it was funny and laughed so I just laughed so that it sounded <laughs> like it was funny. He was a funny dude. <laughs> he was. He was. And like he took I said, his jabs here and there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, he shit all over me for a lot of oh, episodes, yeah, which did. I know you enjoy. Yeah. But for sure. But that's one thing you can say what you want about me, but I'm pretty good at taking shit. Sure. Like I really am. I don't mind. Yeah. But no, I, I he was a great dude. Like I, I would love to have him back on again in the future. Yeah, and if you are a podcaster and are interested, he's going to be at the podcast conference in Nashville in a few yeah. weeks. Which so. actually, we sh- if that type of thing happens again, we should totally get it. It happens every year. Well, yeah, but I just meant, yeah, whatever. I got you. Uh, I'll see what's going on to see if it's something we could do, but I think that weekend I actually already have no, plans. I, I you know it would be fun, though? If we fucking took a goddamn trip to the UK and did a live one with... Oh, yeah, for sure. I would love to go on the juxtaposition debate. I would like to go on their show because it's live on the radio. I don't know if they believe that we can control our profanity, though. Okay. Which I I think we can. Yeah. Yeah. I I know we can. I do it around my family all the time. I just wonder, though, and when we're just talking to each other, if we could. Regardless, we're way off fucking topic, but... Great episode tonight. Yeah. You should definitely um, check this dude out. Like, if you need some, if you have a podcast, starting a podcast, whatever, he's a lot of great advice. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, legit podcast pro. It's a group on Facebook yep. that he does. And, and, and we'll talk about it, but it's, he, he is, he created the group. It's a great place to get information on podcasting and yep. things. And he like has that. a book. It's an ebook, but yep. um, I don't remember what the website was. I don't remember, but he gives it out. So yeah. yeah, and it it was a super easy website too. It was like the podcast law book or some shit like yeah, that. something like that. But uh, but anyway, yeah, highly recommend you check him out. And if you're an A list celebrity, listen to this. You should you know get him as your lawyer. He's a he's a smart dude. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Be, and he was drinking fucking some William Shatner bourbon, which is fucking awesome. James T. Kirk bourbon, yeah. bourbon. Yeah, I couldn't find it. I wanted to get it, but I couldn't find it. Yeah, it's also like eighty bucks a bottle. Oh, who fucking cares? Well, I understand that. I'm just saying, like yeah. James T. Kirk, really eighty dollars? Yeah. Man, it's not yeah. like it's Obi Wan Kenobi bourbon. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't cracker bourbon. There you go. Uh, I think he would have scotch though. But Dude, still, if you and McGregor ever made an alcohol, I would buy it to pour it out. It's it couldn't be good. Why? Because you, you don't McGregor, like anything he's ever done. I don't like many things he's ever done. Okay, I like you and McGregor though. As a as a just see, a I get the vibe person. that he's a piece of shit. That's my general vibe of him. Oh really? Yeah. I've heard. Many interviews with him in long form conversations and watched his his motorcycle docu series thing, yeah. and he doesn't. He seems like a just a normal dude that All likes right. having fun. So you and McGregor, if you ever if you ever hear this, come on the podcast so I can determine if you're a fucking cunt or not. There you go. And John Mayer too. <laughs> oh, John Mayer's fucking shit, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, All right. Well, regardless. Anyway, here is Gordon Lightfoot. Yes. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's Manfred Man. <laughs> here is episode 100 with the podcast and entertainment lawyer Gordon Firemark. Enjoy. Hey, buddy. Hey, this is about the longest break we've had between actual recording. And it's been fucking great. <laughs> no, it has. <laughs> I was not happy about coming here tonight. <laughs> I know, because you got pulled over on the way over. I know, right? I know. All thank, right. Thank God I'm a veteran. Yeah, I know. So Thank, thank the U.S. of A. Let's get this out of the way, because we've got an interesting guest tonight. Yep. So, uh, CQ, uh, I think he just went, we just got back from a trip outside of the country, I maybe. I don't know. Uh, anyway, CQ, pop culture warrior, friend of the show, does his show uh, Tuesday nights on Facebook Live. I believe it's at 7 Eastern. The Two Brothers Podcast with Troy and Trevor. That's Saturday mornings. And then Trevor Jackson Podcast. Um, the Andy Harris on Twitter. Andy is getting married in September. Oh, shit. So they congrats, Andy. I haven't got an invitation yet. Yeah, but, you I'm know. a little offended. Um, we have t-shirts and stickers, so uh, hit us up and then go to B3FPodcast.com and uh, click on the little link at the top that says, tell us what you really think. Just tear us a new And one. leave us an anonymous uh, review. Yep. So Completely anonymous. Legit is anonymous. Yeah. We've had some beautiful things come in. So, not, I mean, not as many as I'd like. Right. We need to also add on uh, Juxtaposition Boys and um, the, what are we doing here? Josh yes, we do. From, yes, we do. Yeah. You know, so our international friends yeah yeah so tonight um our, our guest is drinking bourbon so i picked up a bourbon i could not find what he is drinking but we have larceny Kentucky state bourbon i've whiskey. heard good things actually about i larceny. don't care for bourbon so we'll see how i feel about yeah. it but you want to introduce yeah our we will first? introduce uh, go ahead and bring him in while we're uh, while i'm pouring this here tonight we have uh gordon firemark um and I, I believe i've seen you call yourself or someone else call you the podcast lawyer Correct. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, that, so that makes me feel like you, that makes you make feel like you just invited him on for free advice. That's, oh, no. that's what this feels like to me. As a I, I can get free legal advice. <laughs> oh yeah, your sister's a lawyer. <laughs> right. That's right. So uh, you get exactly what so, you pay for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're drinking James T. Kirk bourbon, correct? That is correct. I never heard of this until yesterday, but I couldn't that's find beautiful. it. Beautiful. So uh, I think it was a novelty thing. My wife got it for me for Christmas a couple of years ago or something, and uh, it's been sitting. I'm not much of a drinker, but it's been sitting on the shelf. And, and uh, is it any good? I'm a fan, so. It is. It's actually very smooth. Oh, all right. Well, well, Gordon, thank you for being on, sir. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers. Mm. Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, I just swallowed glass. Oh. That is not bad. It's, you know, I don't care for bourbon that much, but I, I, mean, I can handle it's, that. It's really sure. smooth. It's got a bite on the back end, but I dig it. It's also a 92 proof, so it's a yeah. small batch. All right. I dig it. All right. Well, good. I, I approve. You, yeah. you, did, you did good, son. <laughs> you did real good. So, uh, episode 100 tonight for us. That's fucking crazy. It is crazy, isn't it? Did you think nearly two years ago you'd be doing this? No. I didn't. I, know. I, yeah. I planned on quitting after like three months. <laughs> Really? I didn't think you'd make it three months. I thought it'd be three. I'm, I'm good for a quarter. So, <laughs> a quarter. So, so, podcast lawyer. Um, yeah. Where do you go to school where you can major in podcast law? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, when I went to school, there was no such thing no, as yeah. podcasting. <laughs> Um, but my undergrad degree is in radio, TV, and film production. Oh, okay. And I worked in the television field here in Los Angeles for uh, about a year before I decided to go to law school. And uh, 
went to Southwestern Law School here in LA, which has a strong program in the entertainment law field. Yep. And that's really what I've been doing for 30 years is entertainment law, representing clients in the film and television industries, as well as live theater. And when podcasting came along as a thing, I adopted it mainly as a marketing tool for myself and my practice. Right. I have a show called Entertainment Law Update that we started in uh, 2009, early 2009. Oh, wow. So 12 years of right. podcasting. And um, we, uh, you know, in, in the course of doing that, I started thinking about what are the legal aspects of this that need attention and that most podcasters don't know. Most of them don't come out of school with a degree in right. television right. and film production. <laughs> so uh, I, I started thinking about it and realizing there was a need. And uh, here, I, here I am. I wrote a book called The Podcast Blog and New Media Producers Legal Survival Guide. And that sort of positions me as the expert in this space. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. When all else fails, write a book. Right. right. <laughs> you need, I need to try that. In, I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. You said you know, 2009 is 12 years. And I still, like, for me, I think 2009, I was like, oh, it's just a few years ago. Yeah. And then no, you know, I, I realized the, all these fucking albums and shit that I love are, are turning a decade old and 15 years old and 20 years old. I watched the Friends right. reunion the other night terrible. and thought, no, I thought the reunion was pretty good. Oh my but, God. But I thought, to my, I thought, wow, it has been 17 years since the last episode ran. Yeah. It's insane. So That's wild. Yeah, it is. So, um, <laughs> so um, you, you also run, I, do you run the Facebook group um, or are you just a, are you a, just a moderator on there or admin or like, is that your group? You're talking about legit podcast pro. Yes, yes. Yeah, I I created that group as a place for folks okay. who are serious about podcasting, who want yeah. to go from hobbyist to professional, and okay. um, we're in there talking about what that means. Nice. Yeah. This is funny. This is the most unprepared I've ever seen you for a show. Are you, uh, what do you mean unprepared? It's, as far as you usually have your stuff all lined up, and you're just oh, I got you. It. You're yeah, I traveled for work this week, so yeah. I don't have. I don't. All of my stuff I took with me, and I just don't. Even, I, I haven't gotcha. dug it out yet. I got gotcha. you. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's only the hundredth show. Something to celebrate. By the way, I'm honored for you guys having me on for the. Oh yeah, no, thank you. Uh, thank yeah. you for being on. Yeah, when you, when you replied to one of my comments on the in that group, and like, yeah, I, I'm not sure. You said something along the lines of, "I'm not sure uh, how interesting I am, but I think I'm kind of funny, and uh, I'd, I'd come on and, and talk." And, I thought, well, shit. That's, okay, that's actually exactly how Joey <laughs> describes himself. I'm not very funny or entertaining, but you know, we're here. Right. That's that's pretty much it. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's when people say, "What do you do?" I say, "I'm a podcaster." I don't say anything else, and they say, oh, "Yeah, say, well, oh, I'm man. very funny." So, actually, <laughs> no, you're not. You're the cute one though, and I'm the funny one. That's what they say. Yeah. But, um, we're, I'm sorry, man. We're just all over the place. But, uh, <laughs> I knew it coming in that's what Good. i was told is okay. they're all over the place yeah <laughs> you were told that by listening or by me or by <laughs> mainly you joey okay i was gonna say or did someone say, well, <laughs> yeah, i would just be interested if you were talking to someone else that has listened to us to, to be able to tell you that that would i'll be blown away we could stop right now at episode 100 <laughs> well i don't know your listener so yeah, there you go <laughs> his name's troy and he lives in nashville <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm going to be in Nashville in a couple of weeks. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Nice. I'm going uh, to the Podcast Movement Conference in Nashville. Are you guys going to be there? I didn't know anything about it. I did know something about uh, it, and I, did, I, I, I just I can't do it. I'm, I'm not going to be able to. As, as the one person on this show that actually does any work, then I would expect you to let me know about things like this. Well, I knew you wouldn't go, and I knew I probably wasn't going <laughs> to be able to fair. go. So, so I, why? Yeah. So I do have a question, since you've been in this for a while, and, and you know, are the... 
just like you said, the, the subject matter expert. Uh, what is one um, uh, big mistake that you see a lot of new podcasters uh, coming out of the gate with or that I'm sure there's got to be some common threads? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the big one, the, the one with all the questions coming up is how do I use this piece of music that I love or how do I play music on my podcast? <laughs> Good and, yeah. you know, copyright law. <laughs> the people who wrote the song, the people who recorded the song, the people who own the record company that recorded the song, they like to get paid when yeah. their stuff mm -hmm. gets used. Yep. And podcasters generally don't have the budget and don't want to pay. Yeah, <laughs> so we don't want a license. Yeah, we we have a, a right. buddy of ours. He's in what he's an independent musician, yep. and he was like, and he does all of his own stuff. And he was like, "Yeah, man, would love for you to throw uh, my new song at the end of the show." And we're like, "Okay, we did." And that immediately got flagged for copyright through CD Baby. All that shit got pulled down, yeah. you know. And, and didn't matter. There's nothing yeah. we could do about it, even with his permission. But that's yeah, just yeah, he, yeah, yeah. The artists don't even realize what they've signed away sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's an issue. And and the other one is is. A mistake I, I know you guys have made, and that's having a guest on the show without having them agree to be con recorded and, <laughs> and yeah. uh, use the thing. Yeah. Uh, my big crusade is that every podcaster should be using a uh, uh, a guest release form of some sort, you yeah. know, somewhere in the in the mix to say yes, I consent to be recorded. Yes, you can use it in any medium forever and ever. And no, I don't expect to get paid or have any editorial control yeah. over the content or those right. kinds of things. So, so, so we had one. I have my consent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We so we had one. My my sister is. Uh, well, we had two. Practices contract law and oh, right. um, corporate and, contract law. Sure. But uh, there, I, I designate that because there is a difference. There is a difference. Yes, but but she yeah. so she did one up for us and just said just have them sign this and you're good. And we had some people sign it, but we we also had a guy. Uh, just kick it back and say, "Look, I'm not, I'm not signing this. I'm just telling, I'm telling you, I'll be on your show." And he's he's in the entertainment industry. Yeah. And he said, "I'm telling you, well, I'll be on your show." He had his lawyer look at it first. Oh, I thought he said, "I don't want to have to have oh, my oh, lawyer no. look at oh, it." Oh no, he had his okay. lawyer look at it, and it was. And I said, I read over when we got. I was like, "This is fucking overkill for for what we're wanting." And mm. and, and him being under contract with um, History Channel. Yeah. Um, or whatever, yeah, one of the sub series, he was like, yeah, I'm not signing that. And he was like, how about I just come on and we deal with any fallout that comes out? He goes, cause I don't give a shit about the money. I was like, that's okay. Fair enough. But you know, but he could, yeah, yeah we're not making any money either. So yeah. Well, and you know, the risk is only that, well, I shouldn't say only, but one of the risks is that you have to take the episode down and that's mm -hmm. all yep. well and good if you're okay with that. But if you've got sponsors that have paid for that episode to be up yep. Yep. and you're going to have to do a make good or something like that to make up for it. And so, you know, you want to try to avoid the hassles if you can, but yeah, yeah there are some people who object to the releases and uh, you have to take those, you know, on case by case basis. Yeah. See, my, my thing is, and I've tried to, it's not a contract I know it in covers, but for some folks is just because we've had a couple issues in the past with people that came on and, you know, they, they end up having some drinks or they end up running their mouth too much and they, you know, they want things pulled after the fact. And so now at least... Because my whole thing for a release was just wanting, hey, you realize that we don't edit, so whatever is out there is out there. We don't have any obligation to pull things out to make you look good, you know, or whatever right. else the case may be. Like, you're responsible for what you say. And so that was kind of the initial basis. And then, like you said, your sister was like, yeah, I don't like that one. <laughs> and so cause she was trying to cover our asses. It wasn't she was, yeah. 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 She had the, all of the verbiage in perpetuity throughout, throughout <laughs> the universe, you know. <laughs> As long as you but both shall the universe, live. Not all planes of existence, whether now known or hereafter discovered. Yeah, I don't know. I'll yeah. see if I can find a copy of it. In, yeah. in, in, it I mean, it was rock solid. Oh, yeah. Sure. But, uh, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I was well, just. No, that's not, yeah. 
So I, I at least okay. now I, I put that in an email and be like, hey, you realize it's this, 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 and this. And so have them reply and be like, yeah. So at least if nothing else, if something comes up, I'll be like, no, see, I wrote this. You said cool. You know, we're good to go. So it's at least yeah. something at a baseline. Sure. I like to build it into the uh, the sign-up form when they book the time or something mm-hmm. like that where they scroll them through check the box and then you're done. And at yeah. least you've got, you know, you should have read it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Well, right. we have that on our, on our, uh, on the site. Now I put a, a calendar app where people can yeah. book through there. And anyway, so we're, that's one thing that we're learning as we go is yeah. to try to, you know, cover our asses a little bit here and there. So, well, that's the hallmark of professionalism is trying to get these, you know, tick, tick the boxes, get these things yeah. taken care of. So that when the time comes to monetize, when the time comes to, um, grow into the situation where you're joining one of the big networks or platforms or something like that. Your your ducks are in a row. You're lined yeah. up, ready to go, rather than having to go back and fix a bunch of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Because I mean, initially, all of our guests were like either friends or local business owners. Yeah. You know, people that you know they were just in here to hang out and you know and have fun with us. And as that's expanded, luckily we've been fortunate to have some really cool you know guests yeah. that don't really care that much. But I mean, we're still exposed down the line. You know, you never know what can. You know, what can come back for so yeah we have to well, llc very yeah. quickly i can forged in fire in the history channel or come after our asses i know i know <laughs> <laughs> want to cut of that 50 dollars god damn it <laughs> yeah so we learned kind of early on as far like the music thing that uh, because we yeah. used to play a game like similar to name that tune with each other and it was very you know short amount of music we also we had said to each other starting out doing that it's like don't know if this is legal. Probably isn't. We'll we'll burn that bridge when we get there, kind of thing. And so we would play the game with each other before we really got into having guests. It was basically name that tune with the first few seconds of a song. And yeah, I mean, the, it goes on YouTube. And YouTube immediately flags it and says you you can I can either, they can either mute that section or we can take it down or we can dispute it or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think HBO took something down from us one time. We we <laughs> played a clip. a clip from Bill Maher, um, but it was. I personally thought it fell under fair use, but maybe it doesn't. Um, but um, we we played a clip from Bill Maher, and we were commenting on the things he was saying and what he was talking about, and and HBO flagged that one and, <laughs> and muted yeah, that well, one you know, for us. So yeah, that that probably was fair use, and maybe you could have fought it, but yeah, it's like yeah. fighting City Hall. Oh yeah, YouTube, sure. So yeah. or HBO for that matter. You're right, which you know, so. whatever, it's fine. What, what I mean in in because you said you've been podcasting what twelve years over twelve years something like that I mean in, yeah. and you're practicing law so what is sort of kind of what's the biggest thing you've seen a podcaster go through I mean obviously people deal with the music thing or copyright use and yeah but what have you actually seen people maybe and maybe people that aren't big or making a lot of money what is the, one of the mm-hmm. the biggest things you've seen them get hit with. Well, would a $15 million lawsuit count? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> small podcaster running a small podcast network of very niche programming. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a journalism background, so she kind of knew what the rules are for journalism. And she also has the, the ideas about what journalism is and and, uh, and about having some you know continuity of, of her content. Right. She interviews a guest on her show about, um, it was about uh, motherhood and breastfeeding. Right. And this was a... Um, a breastfeeding only expert okay. who, you know, this is what you do. There's no reason for formula, that kind of thing. And, right. You know, uh, this is early on in the life of her show. And a few years later, she has a different expert on who's saying, Hey, some moms can't do it. You gotta, right. you know, you gotta use mm-hmm. good formula and so on. And then she ended up taking on some sponsors that were in the business of 
okay. baby nutrition formula and things like that. That first expert comes back and says, oh, no, no, take that episode down or else. Huh. And my client comes and says, wait a minute, I'm a journalist. I'm telling both sides of a story. This is a fair and balanced presentation over you know a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I don't want to take it down. And so she says to this woman, look, I don't want to take it down, but if you will write a, a post that explains why you've objected to this, I will post it next to the, the mm -hmm. episode so people will get the whole story. This woman says, oh, hell no, files a lawsuit. And, um, you know, fortunately, well, unfortunately, my client wasn't in a position to defend that kind of a lawsuit for right. the long haul. So, you know, she hired, uh, I don't do litigation, so we transferred it over to a litigation file. But... Uh, that attorney made some motions and eventually they fairly quickly they settled the case but uh, you know a shame she had to pay yeah. <laughs> two lawyers right. and yeah. a, a payment to this other woman yeah, for something like that wow uh, yeah yeah so you know that's the so almost a worst case scenario I mean you get sued for copyright infringement it's a big deal you get you get sued for trademark infringement adopting somebody's name when they've already got a name right. of a title of a show yeah. those kinds of things and uh, you know God forbid you you say something that hurts somebody's reputation. <laughs> Defamation is a big yeah. issue. Yeah. Which yeah. that for us, damn. <laughs> damn. Yeah. Um, what have you well, said about Conor McGregor and his whiskey? Opinion, doesn't count. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, well, I, I can say whatever I want about Conor McGregor's whiskey. It fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, no, that's, yes. that's interesting to me, though, just because I'm waiting. I should say, because nobody's really come after us for anything in, in the two years. No, somebody's asked us to take something down because yeah. they were going to get in trouble. And they're, they're, Well, and because mm -hmm. our thing is, like, you know, you're a grown person. You're responsible for what you say, in our opinion. But I granted, that doesn't hold up outside of, you know, my opinion on it. Um, and yeah. we had one lady that uh, she was, they were, almost lost her job over her coming on. Um, Cause like I said, mm -hmm. she was one that had way too much to drink. And then somebody she worked yeah. with found out, showed it to her boss. And it was one of those situations. And I just, I felt bad um, because I owed her oh, yeah. a favor anyway. So, you know, we took it down cause we're not complete assholes, well, but yeah. Yeah. And you know, and, and having the right to keep it up doesn't mean you have to keep it up. Right. You, you right. still have the opportunity to take it down if you want to, if it feels like the right thing to do in the circumstances. Yeah. But sometimes people are just embarrassed by something they said, but it was yeah. important, newsworthy, controversial stuff. Right. You wanna, yeah. yeah. Well, it was, I mean, legitimately yeah. a great episode, I thought. Like, thought at least it was inter entertaining. It would have been fantastic. But yeah. Um, and then we had a, a local, uh, and we've told this story a couple of times, but the, our, there's a local hockey team here. It's a semi-pro hockey. And we had their goalie on. Super cool guy, and uh, we got into the weeds on some stuff, and and he was actually pretty yeah, yeah, on the yeah. up and up. Like he mentioned, you know, a little off color, but nothing too bad. Not really, no. But then he came back. And was like, guys, um, can can like I know you don't edit, but can we take a couple of these things out because it's going to get me in trouble with the league? And we're yeah. like, well, he's the best fucking goalie we have, so we're not going to not I edit. Mean, for he's the he's the he's the current uh, uh, wins record holder in the, in the Southern Professional Hockey League. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. So I mean, that oh, was wow. more of a selfish thing. Like, yeah, we're not going to yeah. punish our team for just for you know, right, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, that's that kind of stuff is easy. Yeah. Well, but, we have we have this thing that so we do. Ask on, you guys a question. Yeah, yeah. You're a hundred episodes in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Other than myself, of course, who's been your your absolute? What's been the best experience of those hundred episodes? Oh man, I have Jane a top. Nielsen. I have a top uh, three. best experience or best well best guest that we've had so far until tonight. Jay Nielsen. Yeah, he's a top. Run. Um, best experience though, that's a tough one. 
Go ahead. I don't know, man. I think probably my favorite episodes that we've done like are the guys from the UK with juxtaposition. Yeah, that's yeah. We we just did one um, last week. We split into two parts. It was um, three continents, four countries. So we had um, uh, two guys that are friends of ours from the UK. One's in Scotland, one's in the UK, then us, and then another podcast out of Australia. And we did one big broadcast all at one time. Yeah. Um, and it was. I told him it's got to be some kind of record. Like we should get something, yeah. some acknowledgement for that. But, um, but that was probably just the best time that I've had in a while. It was yeah, a really good podcast. I think we're going to make that a quarterly thing that we do. Yeah. So, oh, nice. Which is it, it does suck for us because we ha- that means we have to get up and be ready to record at seven a.m. Day but, drinking, uh, yeah. Day drinking. Oh. yeah. So, so yeah, it's morning. <laughs> it's not just day drinking. It's morning drinking. <laughs> it's, you know, tomato, tomato. Yeah. But uh, no, I think I would agree. Like we've had a couple. Like honestly, we've had weirdly enough a bunch, several of the guys from the show Forged and Fire on the History Channel on, and they've all been fantastic guests. They've all yeah. been super cool guys. Um, we had a, a, a lead singer from one of our favorite bands out of the '90s. Um, he came on. They were pre-releasing a record and talked to. He that was just from nostalgia. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. What band? What '90s band are we talking about? They were they were actually a Christian ska band, even though they hit the mainstream. They were Five Iron Frenzy. Was the name of the band? Oh uh, yeah, but they played with you know, Less Than Jake and Goldfinger and all those guys back in the day. Yeah, nice, cool. Um, I'm trying to like pretty cool guests. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've we've gotten lucky. It's just come from random emails and me being surprised that people have you know replied back. Mm. Yeah. The, the dream is Ryan Reynolds. That's the that's the <laughs> one dude I would just. Oh my god, he's such an attractive man. Well, you know, you have to bring on to have him on, right? Yeah, that would that would be. I'll quit if it ever comes on. I'll quit life. I won't do anything else. If well, we have a so we have a uh, <laughs> Ryan. Hear that. Yeah, he's promising things. I am promising things. <laughs> we have a, a buddy here in Knoxville that owns a hair product company. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes all of the products. Just, I'll bend, you yeah. know, hair hair wax. It's Saints and Sailors. Uh, I mean, not Saints. That's the barbershop. He's co-owner. I'm sorry. Anchors Away Hair Company. And he's been on here oh, a couple nice. of times. Really cool guy. But he um, there's a couple of like stylists in the industry that that use his stuff and Ryan Reynolds stylus is one of them. So we at least know, we at least know that there's, there's that long way around, you know, seven degrees of separation there that, yeah. you know, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. No, if no. I could have Maybe. Ryan Reynolds on here, I would piss him off. So he would leave oh, just to so piss mad. you off. I'd be yeah. so mad. You're such a dick. Let, let me, let me see if I've got his number. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Yeah, dude. I, I seriously like that might end our friendship. Out of all the I things know. that could end our friendship, that might be one of them. <laughs> uh, you get over in about three weeks. What's the craziest thing that's ever happened on your show. Uh, so the craziest thing. Um, so we did a weight loss challenge oh, um, a Christ. year and a half ago, and I beat him by like half a pound. And mm. so we uh, each wrote out four different punishments. For the loser, for the loser, like I wrote my own four, he wrote his own four, for like for me or whatever, and he lost, so he draws out a hat and it's full body wax, head to toe. Yeah, so we oh, broadcasted um, live and um, my recorded wife. and videoed. His wife, who's uh, certified, is that the right word, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, came in and we recorded. We mic'd the room, like mic'd him, mic'd the room, whatever, and recorded him getting a full body wax. And that, so that may be Holy the craziest thing that's happened. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah. Which I would say is almost my favorite experience out of everything yeah, that's happened. No, it yeah, was, it, was it was good. pretty good. No, it yeah. was good. So, anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one actually, YouTube took down, said it was a community guidelines violation or something like that. And we, I, I you fought, fought it. I fought that one and won. You fought it and won. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, anyway. All right. 
Yeah, well, because I think they flagged it based on like doing harm or whatever, and I was like, no, there's estheticians on here that do waxing, oh, yeah. pulling the uh, the mud off, that pull out their stuff, pull skin, like the whole thing. I was like, no, this yeah. is no different than beauty right. product. It's just it's just my yelling and cussing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it has helped though us getting flagged as we put our yeah. videos that you have to be you know signed in as 18 and over to to watch them. Yeah. So that's helped with a few issues too, not mm-hmm. just out there. Plus, my grandmother, who's 90 or almost 90 years old. Um, Stumbled upon one, and that was stumbled, a, or she was eh. shoved into one. Yeah, my that's, my that's asshole sister shoved her into it. But yeah, it was that was a good time. Mike, I come of a very very conservative Christian background, like my family, yeah, my parents, both, my yeah. grandmother, and all that stuff. So it was an ordeal. Yeah. So she's thought all those words. She just hasn't uttered them in your presence. <laughs> right. Well, my grandfather was a. I mean, he was a retired marine and all right. that stuff, and he was also an right. asshole. But um, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we so uh, we had a kid reach out to us i don't know oh, this 17 is 16 yeah. 17 years old local kid here musician in 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 knoxville um anyway he he makes all, he does all these rap all this rap stuff he records his own songs or whatever and he reached out to us and asked if he could come on the show and I can't remember. He's 15, 16, 17, but a minor regardless. And, and, uh, asked if he could come on the show and we talked about it and, and settled on, if you will send us one of the songs you've recorded, we will play it on and give your social media information out. But we just can't have you come on the show. One of your parents would have to come sit in here with you. There's a lot of language on this show. We drink on the show, which you couldn't take part in, and all, and, and I refuse to do like to stop at doing any of those for you know. Right, right. And it's just one of those things. So, and you know, we had multiple people like my wife and my sister were like, "No, you do not want to get involved in that." And I agree with that. But it, it was so anyway. I just kind of wonder in a situation like that, how how do you, if you wanted to help a young artist like that, what's the best approach for something like that? Well, I'd say you you did take probably the the best you know sort of conservative risk averse approach to doing it. Um, I mean, I guess you could have had him come on and have him and his parent sign that release form, and, mm-hmm. and as you said, have a parent in the room, and that probably would have been fine. I mean, he's promoting his his music, and they're yeah. supporting that probably, so probably would have been okay. Um, but then again, you get into the takedown situation, and and uh, when when minors enter into contracts, those contracts aren't really very binding. Right. So he could have come along later, even if he had signed a release. He could have come along later and said, "Hey, take yeah. that episode down. I'm done. I don't want that." And, yeah. And you never you, you're right not to want to be alone in the room with the guy because yeah, then sure. it's a he said she said about he said he said about what right. goes on in the room. Right. I mean, I barely like being in a room alone with you. I know that things <laughs> have happened, so. You know. <laughs> Cameras and microphones are on, dudes. Yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my. <laughs> oh, oh, God. So how long, and you meant, you might have mentioned this briefly, but how long have you been in entertainment law in, in general there in 30 years? Do you say 30? Did I miss that entirely? Uh, yeah. Okay. 29 years, actually. Uh, December will be my the end of my 29th year. So, okay. Uh, okay. So I just missed that. I probably wasn't paying attention. Actually, I, te- I was texting my wife because um, she logs on and always checks audio video when we go live because mm, gotcha. she's supportive of That's what I would say, sometimes. too. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Hi, wife. <laughs> Amanda, she's been on here. She has. Yep. I nice. mean, other than waxing. It's the first time we ever had to edit anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of three times. There hasn't been many. Right. Well, we went on a conversation about um, how my family 
um, can be incredibly racist. Um, more not because my grandparents were very, very like old school Southern, like grew up yeah. Depression era South. Yeah. Um, and then, so like I wasn't raised that way that I can think of. But as you get older, you know, you start hearing your parents talk. You're like, oh, that's uh, that's that's not okay. You know, that's <laughs> that's you know they don't realize you know whatever. Yeah. And um, and so it's not so much the advert stuff, but more the subtle like mm-hmm. you know, oh, it's it's those people, you know, that type of thing. And um, and so we got to talking about that, and my wife was like, "Ben, your mom," and I basically made some direct comments, and I was like, "Yeah, my dad started listening to this. We should probably cut that out." So we cut it out just so you for you to come on here and say that it was said. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you, dude. He's got he's got all kind. Of, he doesn't even remember that I have a podcast. <laughs> I got <time>. you. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, but no, I got we got into the weeds though with with the family on that one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, how often do you how often do you get the um, DMs on social media asking if you want to promote your podcast uh, on other things? <laughs> we we get that uh, I'd say. Once a day, every day, probably something like At that. Least. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's interesting. Usually, it's you know poorly poorly written English yes. coming from you know someone in Bangladesh saying, "I promote your podcast to a million listeners." <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, he always throw, he always throws on there, like, "Will it get us the honeys?" Yeah. And that's his reply. And they'll say something like, no, no, but will it get us the honeys? Yeah. And they'll start giving, sending pictures of like pots of honey. Like this, is this what you want? And he was like, no, I mean, we like honey, but will it get us the honeys? And it's yeah. just, it goes on and on and on. And people get very, very upset after a while. I, yeah. I love wasting time of telemarketers and, <laughs> and people that are, yeah. Use the American slang as the code yeah. to, uh. See if they're for real. And, well, there's yeah. also there's also been over the last couple of months a lot more. Every time you post something on Instagram, you get the promote comment, on. "Hey, love it, promote it on whatever Instagram account," uh-huh. which is a new one. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure what. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure what how they're making money on that. But anyway, I am of the belief that there, especially lately, there's no alternative but organic reach just yeah. reach out to your audience get them to share it and those yeah. kinds of things yeah. I mean, paid traffic does its thing but especially lately yeah. with the changes in apple and all that that yeah. you, you're not going to be able to get enough right. traction yeah. with a small amount of money yeah. you should even bother waiting well the only thing that i should say i did recently is i i straight up bought youtube subscribers for the sole fact of getting our custom url that was the only reason oh. because you have to have a hundred subscribers um, subscribers to, to get a custom URL yeah. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, after you've been on a few months, otherwise it's just that long arbitrary, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck this. We were first starting out. I was like, I'm buying however many it takes. And um, I mean, they dropped off really, really quickly, but, oh, yeah. uh, but I still, matter, we, it, we, it was we, just we long it. enough to get that domain. So I'm ha- I was happy with the result. <laughs> All right. But we've been odd. Uh, it's little, been little piece of advice is when you're recording a video that's going to be performed right. on YouTube. Oh, I right. don't want to talk about the gamed YouTube system. <laughs> yeah, I've just gotten to the point now where I just whatever. He says whatever. <laughs> I I'm the I'm probably the liability on this. You could this be. Show, but sometimes. the fact that we recorded at my house, I, I'm not sure if that makes any legally does that change anything am i more am i more more um do you guys have a corporation or an llc or something we've talked about throwing together an llc we have and actually we've reached to the point where we have to do it really yeah how i some other stuff going on Ooh. yeah okay but maybe too late if there's stuff going on no it's not uh, it's not it's just that i need to do that so that it doesn't affect other stuff oh it's for you 
Sort of. You selfish assholes. For no, I just need to. I just need to, Yeah. <laughs> no, we're I know, at the point I know, I know, now where. In Tennessee, it's super easy, too. It is it's very like, easy, It's like $50. Yes. Yeah, and Jessica <laughs> says she'll yeah, file right? paperwork for yeah. so Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, so, you know, that's the kind of thing that separates you, the person, from you, the podcast, from each other's liability. And, yeah, to, so to answer the question, you know, that's the kind of thing. That, the, the risk, the fact that it's at your address isn't really the issue. It's the fact sure. that you, the person, are in it and you guys are you know in yeah. the eyes of the law partners yeah so you're responsible for what each other do yep <laughs> eyes of the law you're my life and, and, and now in the eyes of, eyes of the court yeah <laughs> the eyes of the lord yeah yeah really <laughs> should, we, should we go to the court and get them to appoint a conservator for one of you guys oh probably probably should yeah Actually, I should I, be appointed his conservator. <laughs> yeah. No, my my wife is. What's what's the term? Fiduciary. My wife's mm. my fiduciary for my uh, VA benefits. Yeah. Because because unmedicated, I am <laughs> a nightmare. I am incapable of handling yeah. finances. Oh. Yeah. She's the yeah. fiduciary and beneficiary, huh? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Both. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. 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 So, but uh, but yeah yeah. So that I I had something I was going to say and I just completely sidetracked. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Fuck you. Uh, so the, the <laughs> run and joke at, at my house because all my kids are adults. My my daughter still lives here because she's in college. But but um, I always say that if something happens to me, you know, I've got life insurance and blah 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 and all that. And my wife's like, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, I'll, I can, I'll at least pay off all of our debts and whatever, and, and and you know, help the kids with with school loans or whatever you know I need to do. And I said, well, that's you. That's funny because you think you're the one that's named my beneficiary. I actually, have my daughter named is is what I told tell her. Yeah. My daughter's a beneficiary, and she's like, "Are you? I don't. I mean, I don't blame. I know you're joking. I'm like, well, we'll see. We'll see when I die. <laughs> Kill me and find out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So actually, right. one of the questions I did have because outside of the podcast law, I do mm-hmm. entertainment law, and. I get obviously not naming names or anything, but in your career, I'm assuming you've probably represented some some A-listers along the way there. Um, yeah. So my question regarding that in the age of social media, because um, I'm assuming a lot of the things that get posted, depending on who it is or what it is, probably goes through some channels of being checked, I guess, for a lot of those. I would imagine the scrutiny on what you can post and put up in certain arenas is probably a little more limited um, from certain positions. Am I incorrect in, in assuming that? Well, the filter is all here in me. Right. Um, you know, I don't work at a big law firm. I'm, I'm my own boss. Right. So if I screw up, it's on me. Right. <laughs> and um, my policy has always been I don't kiss and tell. I don't talk about who my clients right. are. Yeah. And I don't, you yeah. know, uh, uh, as you heard me describe a story, I didn't tell you what podcast. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. A few people might know what it was. Right. So that's the, you know, discretion is a better part of valor in these situations. Well, and go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, so, uh, but yeah, you know, you, you do in, and my practice has developed over the time that social media has been gone from a baby to a, you know, sort of a, an, an adult and things have really evolved and changed. And yeah. of course there's a, something new every six weeks, right? right. Clubhouse and, and uh, TikTok and whatever it is, the flavor of the month, what Spotify came out with one of these clubhouse like audio yeah. things. And, you know, you, you just have to. Think before you talk. Think yeah, before you type. For sure. I guess I was referring to more of like your position as far as seeing um, the legality of actually like these celebrities posting things. Like I guess I've always been curious because oh. I know some of them, there's a few that obviously shoot from the hip because they're in fucking trouble 
all the time. But I, I didn't know if it was standard practice to usually have somebody set up that will I know they have teams, right, that handle a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if that's something that ever got reviewed before it went out or if that's something that got dealt with sometimes after the fact. Like, I'm just wondering how common that is. Does that make sense? A lot of times. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, as you said, some of them shoot from the hip and a lot of politicians in that arena as well. Um, Some, I think most celebrities have their PR people actually doing their social media for them. Right. And so they may still have an account and and be able to see what's going on, but most of the posting is coming from the PR people. Right. Their publicists. And then it's when they shoot from the hip and chime in on something or or pop (laughs) off or drinking or whatever that they end up having trouble there's there's a handful of them who you know they're they're courting controversy on purpose oh absolutely absolutely i've always wondered how how calculated some i mean i know some of them are very calculated but like because there has to be for certain things before they get spit out like okay we know this is going to bring some attention it's going to cause some controversy Mm -hmm. if there's ever like a what is the legality of this before we spit this out or if their teams are usually pretty versed in those type of things before they happen. Does it, I'm being super vague because I don't know how to word the question I'm wanting to ask. Yeah, well, I mean, I often will have a conversation with a client if they're getting into a big deal is, hey, let's not get excited and, and you know, blow right. our load before the time <laughs> yeah, comes because, right. yeah. you know, let's wait till the deals, the, the ink is actually dry on the contract. Right. And, you know, so they're not revealing something they shouldn't because a lot of times these contracts have confidentiality provisions right. in them and and that you're not allowed to issue any publicity and so the more seasoned celebrities kind of know this and they they don't talk about what they're currently working on and they don't start talking about it until the publicity machine for the movie or whatever is in in right. the works and then oftentimes they're also getting planted content where yeah. the producers of the film will say hey will you please tweet this out to your audience right i got you so my my only request of you as as an obvious new friend of the show and I would never ask you to breach any kind of conduct. However, okay. if at one point in time in the near future you know any news on Demolition Man 2, I would humbly <laughs> request a personal email. <laughs> oh my God. Demolition Man 2. I'm, I'm just saying okay. Demolition Man is possibly the greatest piece of 90s cinema that ever happened. Okay. It's almost Waterworld good. I'll let you have that. <laughs> I don't remember the movie. I know. I'm sure I saw it. Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock. Oh, right. Rob Schneider was in it briefly. Well, he was in a good hunk, actually. Him yeah. and Stallone actually did a few movies together. Judge Dredd, was, he was in that, too. It was really uh-huh. weird. <laughs> anyway, Demolition Man is my favorite movie of all time. It's so horribly perfect. <laughs> okay. I love it. Is there actually talk about a, a remake or, or, I mean, a sequel? There or? was. I think they made an official announcement that it was in the works either in 2019 oh. or last year. But it's been – I looked it up a couple of days ago, and there have been a couple rumors still, but nothing – you know, no release dates, no official things. But Stallone's a busy right. old dude, but he better make it before he dies because he's going to have like a, 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 an aneurysm or something because he's – I follow him on Instagram, and he posts his workouts on there sometimes. Jesus Christ, he is so fucking strong still. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Like Arnold's just kind of – but he's just kind of stayed mm-hmm. – which has got to be difficult because, I mean, I'm, you know, we're 40 now and me to try to lose fucking 15 pounds has been the most miserable experience of my life. Right. But, you know, imagine staying in that good a shape. Like, I hurt all the time now. How much weight have you gained trying to lose it? I haven't gained any. I've, <laughs> I've stayed consistently in, in a 10-pound range. <laughs> oh, okay. <sighs> Trading muscle for fat. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Wow, man. Well, muscle weighs more than fat, so technically I can lose all my muscle and still weigh less. That's yeah. <laughs> So to to go back to to copyright and especially music for a moment, um, 
Do we have to? <laughs> Do you- Let's talk more, more about muscle and fat. Yeah, well, fine with me. We talk, we talk about anything. Um, I, I'm, so I'm just wondering, like, for anyone else, because we have you know friends of the show that have their own their own shows, and I know some people that podcast and they'll just play any song. It doesn't matter. Like I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know if they don't care if they think they're too small to for it to matter or what. But I think they don't know sometimes. But it could be, could be. But what? Just for reference, what does it cost to license, a, you know, a music catalog or whatever? In general, well, that's a little, yeah, that's a little like asking how long is a piece of string. You know, it depends on the song you want to license. I mean, sure, but if you wanted to to buy whatever, I don't know, throw out a catalog. The Beatles? No, no, no. Well, I, I, maybe catalog's not the same. <laughs> well, I know that some, and I don't know all about, it, but I know sometimes you can have like because like. Um, some uh, skating well, rinks will do it. They'll have like a general, like an ASCAP license that sure. they get a pocket of a catalog that they can okay. use. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there are blanket licenses that cover certain kinds of uses. Those those public performances mm-hmm. in a, a skating rink, in a coffee house, a, re- a restaurant, or a nightclub. Those kinds of things. Also on stages in in right. theaters and those kinds of things. Podcasting is a little different because you're actually combining the audio with other material. Right. You're, you know, you're talking over it or you're whatever. It's not just a public performance. It's what we call a synchronization. And so that ASCAP license covers that public performance of the musical composition, mm-hmm. which is the songwriter's work, but there's mm-hmm. also a recording. Mm-hmm. Now, there is no public performance right for recordings. So there's no such thing as an ASCAP for that. Right. Um, but when you get into the digital realm, there is such a thing. And so we have these two copyrights, the cop, the composition and the recording. Mm-hmm. And then we have the way it's being used. There's a live stream, which is like a performance, but there's also a recorded download. Right. And that download of a podcast episode is a copy right. of yeah. the song. So we've got these four different things, you know, two of each for the composition and the recording. It's four-stop shopping. It's really challenging to get music licenses for... Uh, you know, pop music in right. your podcast. That's one of the one of the big issues. Yeah, I guess I was curious about that. Like, I, I know that the sync license, if it's considered a mechanical royalty, if ever if you're actually using an entire song in a podcast, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's interesting to me. There are some who argue that, but actually, I think the the publishers they want to collect more than the ten cents that a yeah. mechanical royalty will yeah. pay. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's cents per copy, and then you have to get into how many downloads. Yeah. Well, the the recording industry was so so slow in jumping on the digital bandwagon. I mean, they were wanting to hold on to physical releases for so long, um, and it yeah. just got them way behind the curve. I think that's one reason why like the music industry had to go to all three sixty deals and really ended up yeah. like ruining a lot of part of it because they they were so resistant to it. Like if they would have jumped on the Napster wagon when it first happened instead of fighting it, I think they would be in a much better mm-hmm. position as a whole. Yeah. And we would have still with digital music gone to 360 deals that was an inevitable thing because it's way more money in control for for labels and whatever but um you know songwriting is where the money is baby yeah one of the interesting things though now is that the playing field has never been more level and you really don't sort of need the record company that used to do all that advertising Mm, and promotion and and getting you on the radio and stuff like you you know you can publish your song as your right your uh uh, local guy was saying through cd baby right get it into spotify get it get the airplay get noticed and then you know, it becomes about the touring and can you get the support for a tour? Yep. That's where the artists are making their money nowadays. Yep. And what's funny, what's funny about that is 
um, and I, I talked to a guy not long ago, this on a, on a personal conversation. I was like, you know, what's the big difference now between, cause like the, the mediums are so flooded, right? Like there's so many um, options to listen yeah. to. And, um, like I find new artists all the time just through Apple music stations. Cause they just random mm-hmm. through shit and something will pop up, but I don't have time to dig through stations. I was like, so what's the big difference, you know, between these guys that are really, really talented, but they never break out beyond a local level. And these guys that blow up and he was like fucking advertising money, like having the money to, or at least somebody to push them to get their hands in the front of the right people. And I mean, there's obviously some luck in there, but having the time and the business sense to invest into the mediums that are going to get you ahead of the rest of the playing field are, are the big benefits in that for the most part. Yeah. You know, the, but the other side of it is that you know, if you're going to go the big route with the big advertising money and the big, you know, you got to get right. that airplane, get it the, the major exposure, yeah. you got to sell an awful lot of records in order to pay for all that. Right. I've got, I've got friends that I know who are in the music industry who put out an album every single year and they sell, you know, five, six, 10,000 copies of their record. Right. It's not a lot of copies of a record. I mean, but it, if, if you're getting nice. all the money though, but they've got that same 10,000 fans paying them 10, 20, 40, 50 bucks a year. Mm-hmm for their music and then also coming to see them at their shows and buying the t-shirt, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. They're making a decent living. Yeah. Absolutely. And putting out, you know, being an artist. Yeah. So, so I asked about that. I asked that question about the license, whatever, um, for two reasons. Like I know some small time podcasts that just play music willy nilly, but, but then like, uh, I listen to Bill Burr's podcast and every Thursday episode, there's a break between new and then they have a replay, like a best of at the end for the last hour. And in between there, they play a song. And I just can't imagine that he went out and bought licensing, like paid for licensing to do that. Maybe he did. I don't know. But, but uh, you know. It wouldn't surprise me if that's planted, actually. If someone's actually, if not paying him to put it in there. Could yeah. be. Yeah. Okay. Promoting the song, you know, or maybe he has a, a relationship with that record label or that publisher and he's able to make those things happen and okay you may not be paying cash for it right you know there may be some other quid pro quo so yeah. um but it wouldn't surprise me if he is yeah uh yeah. i don't know how big his show is but you know the, the yeah, cost it's... of that license depending on the song is you know yeah. on the order of a hundred bucks an episode a couple hundred bucks an yeah episode. i don't know i mean he's he, i think he's regularly in the top 10 or 25 of uh, on on apple yeah. podcast so in comedy anyway yeah so I don't know, whatever. Yeah, that's that's just that's why I was asking about that because I, I, I see it from two maybe, sides. Yeah, maybe yeah. he doesn't care and he's not licensing and they're just yeah. not letting, not bothering him about it. Yeah. You know, you, you don't hear about the ones that well, you don't hear about the ones that are getting away with it and nothing ever happens, right. and you also don't hear about the ones that just disappear yeah. <laughs> because they got taken down and yeah. they're embarrassed and they don't. Want to so, so you remember about that. eight or I don't know seven, eight, ten years ago when it was you had all these patent trolls. Like going, you know, uh, I know there are several podcasts that were sued by these patent trolls, basically saying they bought the patent to, I think it was podcasting, the podcasting patent or, or something about the, yeah, the, the, the method for attaching the, an audio file in yeah, an envelope something like to that. A, and they sued, HTML, they, yeah. I think, uh, Chris Hardwick was sued and Adam Carolla mm-hmm. was sued and a bunch of big ones were sued and, and, yeah. and one, I mean, as far as I can remember, one or two podcasts fought it and they eventually settled um i think is what what it yeah. was like well a few podcasters settled with uh, you know relatively big numbers paying them uh, big numbers sure. and let's get out of this apple fought it all the way yeah and eventually did win uh cancellation of that patent yeah nice 
Interesting. So, so I yeah. remember, so the Adam Carolla show was one that fought it, and, and the settlement they had was basically the patent troll just said, quit just quit shitting on us on your podcast and we'll walk, we'll go away. It's basically what they said. Just like, leave it like, like, let's just, let's just stop here. Let's just cut our losses and yeah. stop here. I'm, I'm interested that because you keep calling a patent troll, but if they had the patent, is it really trolling to go after well, they, that? Is they, that an actual, they like, call it trolling because what it is is these people are going out and finding these patents that are up for sale and buying it so they can turn around that and sue. Sounds like a, it's that legal. sounds like a business. It's very legal, <laughs> but it's shitty to do. It's very, it's legal. Yeah. But it's still shitty to do. I don't see anything wrong with it. That's absolutely they weren't the ones that developed the technology and they bought it uh, you know, knowing what they were planning to do about it. And and frankly, they saw something that the owner, the previous owner of the patent didn't realize right. he or she could do. And uh yeah, let go I forgot God, what's the name of that company was uh Because ah, my thoughts are if know. they're going after the big guys, they're not crushing small companies. They're not, they're going where the money is. Like I, I think it's fucking awesome. Actually, I wouldn't call that a troll. I'd call that brilliance. Is what I would call that. I mean, you make there, there's a lot of them that made lots of money doing it, and that is brilliant. It's still I still would call it a patent troll. That's what it is. It's just people going around looking for patents that they can buy that they can then turn around and sue people for. And that's like that's like people walking around looking. That's like people getting coffee at McDonald's before it says hot on there, spilling themselves and suing. You find your you find where find where, where you find your legal loophole. But see, I look I look at one though. It's it's a loophole. They weren't just suing the big ones though, but okay, the big but ones were outspoken re- regardless about. Regardless of that, my, my point is like faking an injury or faking something to or, or even injuring yourself intentionally to get money is on a different playing field than purchasing something that somebody didn't see value in and exploiting that value. And I'm not saying still exploitation. There's nothing wrong. Exploitation is a fucking common thing. Like that's not a that. negative. You you. Exploitation is is an amoral. Like it's not a it's not a moral term. Yeah, all I'm saying is it's a completely legal thing for them to do, but it's shitty. Nah. That's it. It's a shit. It's a shitty thing I disagree. to do. All right, but I, I it's fine. Well, you know, look, it is a, a a questionably ethical legal strategy, I guess you could say. <laughs> that's it, way, that's what want, I'm saying. Uh, I want to co- correct the record a little bit about okay. Mrs. Pelman who sued McDonald's over the hot coffee. Yes. Because um, that's a common misconception. Oh, no, okay. common people throw it around as a, an abuse of the legal system. Did you know that the coffee at McDonald's was served at well above boiling temperature? Yeah, I've read back on it. Like she had a legitimate claim on her shit, but right. So okay. boiling water is two hundred and twenty degrees Celsius, right? Yeah, they were serving the coffee at like two hundred and sixty, and you know she puts the coffee between her legs, pulls out of the driveway, has to stop suddenly, splashes it all over her crotch and suffered some third degree burns, real, you know, real injury. Now, was it McDonald's fault? Yeah, maybe not. If they had told her, Hey, this is hotter than boiling water. (laughs) (laughs) Would she maybe have done things differently? Right. Uh, Probably should have, Right. you know, but jury said, Hey, you know, what gives? Why would you guys serve this coffee so hot? Yeah. Because we want you to be able to get to your destination and open your coffee and it still be hot. Right. Was the <laughs> Donald's answer. Yeah. They know full well everybody opens that coffee and starts sipping it while they're driving. Yeah. Yeah. So now I've, I've burned the shit out of the jury system does get people to raise their eyebrows and say, really? Yeah. And that's what happened in that case. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's what most, I think, really big high profile shit, though, is stuff like that. I mean, it becomes news or, or media fodder for like late night TV and shit like that. And it, it all gets, you know, whether the truth is there or not, it's just a conceptual joke, you know. Sure. Because, you know, explain that to somebody that, you know, they're like, well, she still put it in her lap, you know, like you. <laughs> <laughs> Never have heard me say that before. No. 
I know. I'm joking. Well, she didn't have a cup holder in the car. Maybe that's it, right. that's what it is. The car manufacturer is liable because they didn't give her a cup holder. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, she had a yeah. three, vertical yeah. cup holder. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> never been to Bangkok. Yeah, yeah. sure. <clears throat> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. You can hold all kinds of things. Yeah. If you're brave enough. I get it. Do you believe in yourself? I'm going to let you keep going. That was it. Oh, I'm okay. No. Eventually you'll get a laugh. Be specific. What can you hold? <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. So if you if you had one piece of advice to give a new podcaster, the number one thing, what would you say? Boy, that's tough. You know, I, I think the, the first bit of advice is find out something that, your audience is interested in that you can deliver and then just deliver it consistently week after week after week after week. And don't stop because the numbers don't look great or, or, you know, it gets hard because that's usually right before it's going to, you're going to cross over a, uh, a hurdle that's going to take you into sure. where it starts to feel really smooth. Like you're in the zone. So we did uh, half too that. many people. <laughs> we did half no, of that. We didn't quit when the numbers didn't look great. <laughs> but we're not delivering something our audience wants. <laughs> you guys are delivering entertainment. No, what's, what's funny is honestly the the people that love this show come, I mean, they really, really, really love this show. Um, um, you know, it's usually one of the, it's, it's either indifference or loathing or like super into it. And, yeah. but the people that love the show, like legitimately yeah, like, oh, like I the show. I agree with you. And I, I love like, those I three like, guys. That's those three guys. Well, the, ironically, you guys why they love it? What are they? You know, for? we've reached out a lot to to things. We've reached out a lot in in episodes. Like, hey, send us an email. Send us whatever Facebook in, instant message. Whatever. Um, repl- go on our website to the tell us what you really think. Thing if you don't want us to know your name and because it, it's completely anonymous and like let us know and yeah. and and we just don't it's get just that feedback keep, from them. We do sometimes. Huh. Honestly, it's like hard. most of the feedback we've gotten have been from our guests actually. Sure. Um like when mm-hmm. for instance Jay Nielsen was on, yeah. I mean he told us he's like dude this is the most fun I've ever had on a podcast. He was like you guys are fucking disgusting and I absolutely love it. Like it's been such a good time. <laughs> um and uh, same thing with a couple of guys. They'd be like, well, we were expecting to talk about this the entire time, and we did it maybe part of it, and then we just talked like conversationally the rest of the time we were on, and like we enjoyed not having to talk about the same shit that we always talk about yeah. on every time we do an interview, and you know, uh-huh. that's I feel like is a is a strength that we have is we don't try to stay on just one topic and grill somebody. Like when I have somebody on, like I want to talk to them as yeah. whoever they are. Yeah. So. So are you guys holding back tonight? Because I'm not hearing the disgusting that Jay was talking about. So. No, because, well, maybe we are. I, I, I started getting there with the Bangkok. It yeah, just wasn't funny. Okay. Yeah, you got, almost got there. <laughs> it was funny to me because I was literally pitching some woman holding a boiling fucking cup of coffee in her vagina. No, I got you. Right. No, I got it. <laughs> I got, you painted the picture. Yeah. I, got I, was, I, was, I, was, I was digging it out a little bit for you just in case. <laughs> no, I got Joey's it. Joey's also... <laughs> 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 the hot warning is tattooed across across her. Right, right. Yeah. It's a coffee garage. God. It, says. <laughs> In all fairness, though, we're both gr- you're grumpy as shit, especially. I'm just I'm just exhausted. I traveled for work this week, and my flights were delayed. I got home at midnight last night, and what? I'm just tired. I had to run through the Denver airport because. 
My flight out Illuminati. of Sacramento. Yeah, my, my my flight out of Sacramento was delayed. Yeah. And as we're making our approach to to Denver Airport, the 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 flight attendant says she comes on, on and she says, "I'm going to read out a list of of connecting of of the flights that United flights, and if I read your flight out, you're not going to make it to your flight." So basically, she just says, "You're not going to make it. If you run, you may make it." And then she said, "Everyone else, please, if you're not on one of these flights, stay seated." And yeah. let everyone. No, God, no. There were 10 people in their seat when that flight landed. My flight was one of them. I got off and I ran through the Denver airport to get to my flight. And I did make it. This is the worst moment of this podcast. Yeah. This episode. I mean, it's, it's right behind Bangkok, but still. Bangkok. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm exhausted. Early, yeah. I want to say it was the early 80s the, before OJ Simpson became infamous the way he did. Yes. He was in ads for, I think it was running through an airport, jumping over suitcases. Yeah. 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 I would, I heard a crazy theory the other day, conspiracy theory, that it was his, they thought it, somebody was saying it was his brother that did the murder. Like he was an accomplice, but that's why the gloves didn't fit because they were actually belonged to his brother. And he led the police on that long chase to take attention away from his brother so he could get the fuck away. It was his crazy like fucking biological theory. brother or just I don't know. Friend? I think oh, it's okay. biological. Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. But uh, no, I found it really interesting because again, like all conspiracy theories, you hear parts of it and you're like, huh. Not that I fucking stuck it because you never know what the fuck's actually happening. But it was fucking cool as shit to listen to. Yeah. So I, I list, used to listen to pretty regularly a podcast called Reasonable Doubt, and um, I cannot think of the lawyer's name, but had worked on the case and said that they had gotten a phone call from or they were worked on the for the prosecute prosecution anyway said they had gotten a phone call um during the case from a lady that said that night that that happened she was on her way home in that general area and she saw oj walk across the street coming from the direction of his house and looked disheveled or whatever Mm -hmm. and and she just didn't think anything of it Okay. And and it was after the fact she said that. So I just always thought that, that was I'm sorry, after the case she called and yeah. said that. I just always thought that was kind of interesting thing there. But yeah. anyway, sure. So and the police didn't talk to her the, the night after when they were investigating. Yeah, exactly. and I guess not. Yeah, their he's the juice man. <laughs> but goddamn Bill Cosby, son of a bitch, beat the system. He sure did. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, I could. I was reading that shit. I was like, "No fucking way!" Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. All, all over that technicality. Did yeah. you? I, I, I didn't read it. I just heard. I heard about it. It was but. something along the lines of, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he had an attorney that told him long ago if he confessed to some shit that he wouldn't see jail time. And this was like years and years and years and years ago with some other shit. It was the prosecutors. The prosecutors gave him immunity. Yes. In exchange for his testimony. Yeah. And then they went back on their word. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So he got the fuck out. Yeah. I think he still got a civil suit against him, like what I read. But still, get the fuck out of jail. Shit's Probably. crazy. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I mean, we want our prosecutors to be held to their word. We want to, you know, they need to be able to sure. get people to testify in exchange for their immunity. And if nobody trusts them, then that's never going to happen. And right. Yeah, they're going to have to do more trials and fewer guilty pleas and those kinds of things. Yeah. But uh, yeah. this one's high profile. Yeah, it was you crazy. Know, he essentially, he did this thing. So I have seen some of the best memes, though. Some of the best. Oh memes yeah, for sure. <laughs> like one of the one I saw the other day said, "Hey, so are you free this weekend?" And it just said me and had a picture of Bill Cosby. I was like, "That's fucking fantastic." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh god. I, uh, who would have ever thought? Cue the that? Jello. Yeah. 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 
Speaking of Bangkok, I I wonder if Jello sales actually plummeted like stock and shit after all that. I don't know. Oh wow! Because I know he hadn't really endorsed them in a long fucking time, but still, there's at least in our generation some association with. Yeah, the, the, I bet, ca- the cause, old Doctor Huxtable. I bet you Coke is glad they did away with New Coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a New Coke spokesman back in the day. I know. Yeah. So, oh goddamn! He was spokesman for Lovings. Yeah, remember the yeah. Fat Albert show? Hey, oh hey, yeah, hey. Oh, Fat Albert was. That, so picture right. pages, man. Picture okay. pages was the shit. Yeah, but when yeah. he was coming out of court, I don't know how many years ago it was. He's coming out of court. Walking down, and everybody's taking pictures. And as he comes out, and he goes, "Hey, hey, hey! What? <laughs> what? You have you not seen the video of Bill Cosby coming out of court? No. Court, tell me you've seen this. I haven't. No. Oh, you're gonna no, have gotta, to. You're gonna have to Google it. There's. Okay. He's coming out of court with his lawyer, paparazzi, and and reporters. And everybody's out there snapping pictures, going, "Bill, Bill, Bill!" One question. And as he walks by, and he's just kind of beat the system at that moment. Mm-hmm. As he walks by, he just goes, hey, 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 and then just keeps walking. That's like, wonderful. That's a man that knows he's never going to see long-term jail time. Like, some man that knows. Oh, my God. How long until he goes out? How long until he starts selling tickets for a show? I don't know. And oh, wow. would you go? Yes. Yeah, I would, too. I absolutely would because... He's fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> and but that goes I can separate the person the art from the artist. Yeah, we've had that conversation plenty of times. It's like I look at somebody's creation as different than the creator. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when people do some horrible shit, that doesn't mean their music or their art or whatever isn't fucking fantastic. And, Absolutely. And some people say, Well, you're supporting them as a human, you know, as you're supporting their career. It's like I don't fucking care. Like I'm selfish enough that I enjoy what yeah. they're doing, so the rest doesn't matter to me. Let right. well, let God be their judge. I'll just be their customer. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Louis C.K. came back, right? And yeah. He yeah, he didn't quite do what Bill did, but. You know. <laughs> Similar in the, in the scheme guess. of things, you know, category of stuff. But, sure. Uh, but, sure. But in all fairness, if it would have gotten me stage time, I would have watched him jerk off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah probably. Sure. <laughs> For sure. If, if it would get us to the next level, I'd watch Gordon jerk off. I don't give right. a shit. That's- <laughs> Absolutely. I'll even sign a release. <laughs> <laughs> you sign a release to get a release. That's right. Yeah. I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw around some NDAs tonight. <laughs> oh, how's God. that? It's Do good. I, it's good. Actually, yeah. It's it's not bad. I'm not a bourbon guy, but this is this is yeah. pretty good. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. I do find. What is your drink of choice? What is uh, Irish whiskey? Yeah, uh, of all kinds. Um, if I'm going with something that's not expensive, Tullamore do. Uh, but if if we're going with a little more expensive, uh, aged red breast whiskey is really good. So nice. Yep. You drink it neat, or do you drink it on the rocks, or what? Do you Irish drink? whiskey almost exclusively on the rocks. Bourbon, I don't like okay. it, so I put it on the rocks, so I get a little, get it rock, <laughs> bourbon, watered down a little. Bourbon's bit. neat all day yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm the same Irish. I know that bourbons wise, I don't know if, if you're a bourbon guy. I think pound for pound and dollar for dollar, the best bourbon on the market is Bell Mead. Yeah, it's, it's a very good. It's a yes. great bourbon, and it's only about fifty bucks a bottle. You know, so it, well, you're going to be in Nashville soon. You should you should grab some. They're they're based just out of Nashville, so actually there's a right? there's a their distillery distillery there is Nelson's Greenbrier, right? And yeah, it's well worth going to. It's right off of uh, out of downtown Nashville, actually, the original distillery there. Oh. So, I know the organizers of the conference have scheduled for the day before the conference. There's a tour of the Jack Daniels. Oh yeah, that's about thirty minutes from where we grew up. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
I used to make the annual pilgrimage. Did you? Yeah. I've never been. You fucking heretic. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But we neither one of us really like Jack Daniels, but still. No, not we really don't. Tennessee whiskey. Uh, yeah. Jack Daniels has got a great brand and they've done a Oh yeah. Oh man, they really have. Yeah. It's it's not the best in class by any stretch of the imagination. No, but no. it it is like the 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 what they've associated with their brand mm-hmm. is fan well it's like what I've always said about Apple. That's what makes them so fucking brilliant is what Steve Jobs to me was amazing at. And it's kinda like what Jack Daniels has done is they took it from being a utilitarian product and married emotion with technology. Yeah. And that's what Steve Jobs was able to convey. It was like, no, this isn't just something that you're using. This is a part of who you are. It's and not my some- phone. It's my iPhone. Right. And yeah. that's something that Bill Gates never could accomplish with all the Windows shit. Like, it wasn't yeah. an extension of your personality. Like, you're a, you know, the whole I'm, an, I'm a Mac guy came out of that. Like, the yeah. iPhone is a part of, like, the aesthetics and all that. And Jack Daniels has done that. Like, it's associated. Yeah. That rough neck, blue collar, like this is who you are. This makes you a, a better man and from the heart, all that shit. You know, they've done a really good yeah. job. I think that's what good advertising is, though, is just um, being able to tie emotion to a product. Like if yeah. you can marry those two things, then yeah. you can do very well. That was a very long diatribe winding through it's all fine. kinds Why of Why haven't you done shit. that with our show yet? Why haven't you tied that's emotion it. to it yet? Because Ever. I don't have emotions, oh, so it's okay. very difficult yeah. for me. Well, since we're talking about branding, do you mind if I ask, uh, because I'm just ignorant about this, what does B3F podcast stand for? What is the B3F about? That's Well, it's short for Best Fucking Friends Forever. It's Yeah, it started out as BFFF. Yeah. That doesn't roll okay. off the tongue as well as B3F. And it's a stupid name mm-hmm. yep. that, that he came up with and I loved. <laughs> right. But That's the B3F, it. it fits in, like, so we've been friends for fucking, what, 20, 23, 24 23, years. 24 years we've known each other. So um, so it fits with the brand. And we've <laughs> joked a billion times, we're the only ones that can tolerate each other. But, um, um, but one thing that we've been careful, I have a little more freedom now, but we kind of have to tiptoe around because of we don't talk about where we work. Uh, because of our jobs, and he works for a, a giant like international corporation. Yeah, I work for a huge company. My company I work for now really doesn't give a shit. I could do fucking cocaine on this show, and as long as I still showed up on Monday to do my job, they wouldn't care. Yeah. Um, but regardless, so that's one thing that we have to be careful of. We don't in how we advertise yeah. and how we put things out sure. is because there are some of those like real world potential. Um, blowbacks that yeah. that could occur, you know. Yeah, we don't advertise on any of our own personal social media On our media personal stuff, stuff yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Which we also, like he said earlier, come from very conservative Christian background. And so uh, I just, you know, I got family members that know I do a podcast and listen to it um, and support. And then I got family members that I hope they never find out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 40 years old and I say I hope family members don't find out, which yeah. is sad, but yeah. still. We all have secrets that, you know, it's just better kept because otherwise the blowback, the the hassle factor yeah. of dealing with it. It's right. not that you're ashamed of anything. Or it's just, well, you know, yep. cares. Sure. Why do you want to well, get thing- into it with mom? Yeah, well, that was the thing with my, my grandmother. Like, I, it wasn't, it was just such a hassle to deal with all that shit. Like, I got a call of, <laughs> you're going to hell. Anybody that listens to that show is worshiping the devil. You're doing this. I'm like, yep, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You know, it's the I'll whole conversation. I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so uh, how has the vision of your show changed in the in the two years you've been doing it? Um, uh, more geared toward guests now, I think. Yeah, we started out with just us. And like I, we've gotten to where we are, in my opinion, like 
every now and then it's nice to have a break and, and have just us. Yeah. But um, we've gotten to work. I, we really enjoy talking to people and having that that dynamic where it's not just um, strictly based on a list of questions, you know, that they've been asked a thousand times yeah. and actually, you know, talk about shit. Um, which one of the things we right. we we do that we've started doing a little bit more with guests, we always have on the back burner if we run out of conversations, we call it the bag of shit. <laughs> and it's a mm-hmm. literal bag and we have guests to write down a couple topics usually and throw it in and then we'll just randomly draw topics out and what and it's usually just one or two words and it's go like whatever comes right whatever comes to mind yeah yeah but that's like when we had the goal yeah i mean we got puppet porn pulled out and all kinds of other shit that people were just like yeah we can't we can't have that we can't have right. not that we can't but he couldn't you know right he couldn't talk about it yeah yeah but we oh, we started out doing each episode was roughly an hour and then after about so that started in august and then first of of 2020 we started going hour and a half and slowly crept up to two hours we've had some longer but but early 2020, we started having um, a couple of local business owners on here and there and, and realized just how much we enjoyed talking to people, but how easy it was for us to get them off of their the topic they wanted to talk about and just have a yeah. normal conversation. We can get that, almost anyone to talk about dicks. That's really what that boils <laughs> yeah. down to. And, and we just enjoyed it. So we would get local people, and then yeah. he's reached out to multiple people other people and gotten some decent people i know we've got a girl that was a contestant on american idol coming on in a few weeks and so i think she may actually come in here and sit down with us so um uh yeah so anyway okay so i he asked us a few questions so i was going to ask you like this has all been one-sided it's been us talking and looking at your pretty face on that (laughs) sexy ass fucking branding microphone you have there like, no, I, I know, like, shit like that. Like, I've been jealous of your fucking your little mic sign the entire time we've been on, on the this mic thing. flag. Yeah. I yeah. was like, fuck, man. We need to get some cool shit like that. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah. That's nice. <sighs> fuck your years in the entertainment industry. I'm <laughs> um, <laughs> willing to throw, a, you know, a, a credit card at an yeah. online ordering form. It's <laughs> not a big deal. <laughs> but, um, so. And all your whole life, outside of obviously, you know, you're dedicated. You've had a you know, practice that you've probably you know built. I'm assuming from you know yeah. very small and large, and then you've got your podcasting that obviously has grown a, a significant amount as well. Like outside of those two things, what kind of shit do you do? Like L.A. In my experience, the few times I've been there, it's either really amazing in parts, or it's just a shithole in other parts. There's not a lot of blend yeah. in 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 the two. And and people in L.A. that I've known, and granted, my interaction there has been limited. Have either been super into music, sucking dicks to get into movies, or doing heroin. Those are kind of the three general. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, that, the one guy is in jail now, so they can't suck dicks to get into movies now. So. They can just suck dicks to suck dicks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, anyway, I haven't done much of it. <laughs> I noticed he said much. <laughs> no, so no. So I was gonna ask, like, so what does an entertainment lawyer slash podcast extraordinaire like? What kind of shit do you do? Like, is L.A. to me? The few times I've been there is such a foreign country, not just from the South, but even yeah. from the rest of the United States. It's its I own thought you meant people pocket. coming up crossing the border. Oh, you fucking asshole. That's no. what I thought you meant, uh, yeah. given your family history. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. So what do I do outside my law practice? Is yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah like around L.A. What do you do for fun? Other than eating a lot of kale and shit. But. <laughs> oh, man. The hell you say? Jail? Um, <laughs> actually, I ate kale last night by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willingly. Um, 
<clears throat> what do I do for fun? You know, it's interesting. I, uh, you know, I live on the outskirts, northern end of the L.A. area now. Okay. And uh, when, we, when we had our kids starting to come, we moved out of town up to here. It's the suburbs. It's in a, a community called Saugus. You might have heard about us when we had a school shooting about a year and a half okay. ago. And, uh, you know, a mile down the road from here. But um, oh, wow. it's, a, it's a bedroom community outside of uh, L.A. And there really isn't much going on here. You know, after the streets roll up at, at dusk, you know, um, but uh, uh, the last 15 years or so, I've been focused on parenting, basically, okay. and uh, uh, being a, a dad and a husband and those kinds of things. Uh, you know, I, I get out with friends and uh, I like a good cigar. And uh, uh, that's that's what, I'm, that's what I'm, I'm talking about here. I love cigars. And before I got married, I uh, I was a member of the Friars Club. Oh, oh wow. wow. Okay. Industry. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually on the board. Friars Club in Beverly Hills, and we had uh, at the time it was a great facility, and we had all the the old comedians hanging yeah. out at brunch every Sunday, and yeah. we had a table of us younger, the Young Turks, we called ourselves, and we would show up for brunch and hang around for two or three hours and crack jokes, so and some you, of them were stand up comics. Have you sued the Have you sued the, the, the Young Turks on TV for using your 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 name? <laughs> no, neither oh. of us made up the terms. Oh, okay, well, but. No. Um, but uh, that club, the, the New York Friars Club is still going strong. Yeah, yeah. Beverly Hills Club was, uh, you know, wound up and sold off basically after, after the old, old guard died. You know, uh, I, I used to hang out sitting in a chair across from Milton Berle smoking cigars and him telling Holy stories. Shit. And and, uh, and Steve Allen used to come. To I, I mean this with all due respect, but fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he used to say. <laughs> no, that's that's amazing. Like it really is. Yeah. Oh, he used to. Uh, you can imagine Milton Berle and the dick jokes and the for sure comments about not smoking the cigar wrong, suck it like you're sucking. You know the, right. yeah. the oh, yeah. other things. And uh, <clears throat> so he would be in there. Um, Adam Sandler was in the club a lot in those days, and and uh, a few other guys. You know, guys that w- you would know if you saw them and that kind of yeah. thing. And then there was the the up and comers and we just would have a great time. And the club had, a, you know, it was a gym facility and a spa and massage and all that kind of stuff on the premises. And it was, it was after work every day, go have a drink, smoke a cigar, hang out. That, wow. That's so cool. That was my life. I mean, we had big parties and industry, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then you get married and everything goes to shit. No. <laughs> is, is, is the Friars club, is that name? The Friars club copyrighted? It's it's a trademark, Trade, yeah. Trademark, I guess that's what, I'm, that's what I should have said. Yeah, yeah. The, the New York Friars Club uh, uh, established it in I want to say the late 1800s or yeah. early 1900s, and uh, and then when Jack Benny and some of those guys started coming out to L.A. to do the movie industry, um, they needed to create their club out there too. So yeah. they made a branch of it, and they, the two were only very loosely affiliated. Yeah, it was under a license. But still, that's. So if we wanted to do it in Knox, we'd have to call it the Friars Group. <laughs> do it F R Y E R S and use chicken as the logo. Yeah. There you go. I was gonna say the Friars. I was gonna say the Friars Rub. That would go over just as well. <laughs> Isn't there a big uh, poultry processing plant not far from Knox? Tyson. Tyson. Yeah. 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 My sister's <laughs> husband worked at Tyson for a while. Yeah. Yeah. We there should get go. Tyson to sponsor fucking, us. Fucking chicken chokers. <laughs> <The> Friars, <laughs> right? Friars Club. Yeah. Oh, That's God. funny. That's <sighs> such a weird, like, Tennessee is such a weird fucking place, man. It's so distinct between, like, the three sections of 
Tennessee. Like yeah. it trips me out. Like because you start here in East Tennessee, start getting up in the fucking weird ass mountain people. Like oh that. yeah, especially when you get out towards John C. People that talk like this live in mountains are gonna fucking stick something in your butthole. And then yeah. you got you know yins don't look lucky from around here, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yins. Yeah. That's what they say. Yins. Yeah. And yeah. then man, Nashville's uh, gotten stupid expensive. And then of course Memphis is like East Arkansas. It's fucking, I hate Memphis so fucking much. I hate Memphis too. It's the worst. And Atlanta. Oh yeah. I don't mind Atlanta. I just don't like driving through Atlanta. This yeah, that's you guys are just. I'm I'm coming to Nashville. I was planning on making a side trip to go to see Graceland the day before the conference. No, no, so. no, no. Okay, so Beale Street, Memphis, or on Beale Street, Graceland. There are some pieces yeah. of Memphis that are outstanding, but as a whole, Memphis okay. just fucking sucks. But yeah, the the things that are worth going to Memphis to see that you hear about are worth going to Memphis for. It's just not a place okay. like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go spend like four days in Memphis. Like, right. You'll be done with everything in two. Yeah. See, see Graceland, <laughs> eat some barbecue. In there. Yeah. yeah. See Go some to good, Beale Street. Good blues. Then, yeah. Yeah. Beale so, Street. What, tell me about Beale Street. What is Beale Street? So Beale Street's the classic. Uh, it's kind of cliche now, but there used to be all like the big blues bars and um, shows. I've heard it called. I've heard it called Bourbon Street of Tennessee. Yeah. Without as quite as many alcoholics passing out. Right. And you still have a lot of really good little like barbecue mm-hmm. spots, and there's some uh, some live music. Like I was randomly there and saw some great like random blues band in one oh, of the, yeah. the clubs. So I mean, it's there's some great music there, great food, and Bill Street's just kind of what's become like the touristy area yeah. of Memphis, but there's still some great, some great shit on that. It's a, it's a classic where like, that's where BB King would just pop into different places yeah. and, and play shit back oh. in the day. Like it's just a historical fucking yeah. little strip there, but um, mm. kind of like Broadway mm. and second. Right, what's that? I got Memphis and Nashville, and then you talk trash about Atlanta, where I'm going to be in October. So, it's the driving in Atlanta. That's yeah. what it boils down to. It's just the worst place to drive. Um, yeah. And fucking Braves baseball. Fuck that. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But no, you want some chicken and waffles in Atlanta. Holy shit. Best oh, yeah. chicken and waffles in the fucking world are in Atlanta, Georgia. I'd be willing to bet Memphis has got some pretty good chicken. No, and Memphis has got some pretty yeah. good. Nothing like Atlanta. There's this one place yeah, that's sure. off the interstate and it's called like Nana's or Mama's or some shit like Have that. Have you ever had Roscoe's out of LA? Yeah. Better, Atlanta better than that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Just one. I'm just asking. They made that shit. I'm just asking. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Roscoe's is decent, but yeah, you know, yeah, it's transplanted soul food. Yeah, from the yeah, side. exactly. But mm-hmm. anyway, but hey, if if so, you say you're gonna be here in two weeks in Nashville. Uh, first week of August. First week of August. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll say at some point, if you ever come back for any kind of other conference, you should come for an in person, man. If you want to hang out in Joey's creepy ass basement, you and, come here um, in football season. I'll take you to a UT game. Yeah, there you go. That's he's like oh. no he's like fuck that. I can see are you are you are you a, are you a football fan? You know what? I'm a showbiz guy. I don't have the sports gene. I, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the well, same I'm a straight way. Straight man, but I'd rather have a Broadway show than a football game. Ah, okay. That's just, I'm actually I'm taking the wife. I'm taking Amanda and Eli to New York in September. They've never been. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out a show to take them to but, because they've gotten so fucking expensive now. Oh, yeah, for like sure. Stupid expensive. Because like, yeah. I went and saw uh, Lion King on Broadway, but this was like forever ago. Yeah. But I was yeah. like looking at tickets because I was like, I want to see the Book of Mormon. Haven't seen it. Yeah. It's like $1,100 fucking dollars. I was mm-hmm. like, Jesus Christ, no. I will watch yeah, that shit on bootleg DVD. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know what? Some of the best theater in New York is in the off-Broadway, the smaller it really theaters. Is. Yeah. And... uh you know, definitely worth. You know, you want to see a Broadway show so you can say you've seen a Broadway show. Right. But uh, some of the better shows are 
So yeah. Well, I don't think um, most people know the difference. Like you can go to any show that's Broadway or off Broadway and be like, yeah, I went to a, a, a live theater show in New York, and people will be like, oh, Broadway. But like, yep, totally Broadway, and you know yeah. they don't care. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But they're excited because they've never been, and I've yeah. been a couple. Like New York's one of those places for me. Because I don't have a fuck ton of money. Like, after like two or three days, I'm good. I'm ready to leave Manhattan. Go do yeah. something else. But, yeah. you know, if I had a shit ton of Mike, mm-hmm. uh, Mike was telling me the story the other day about the president of our company. And we're based out of New York. Uh, my main company's on Times Square, actually. And so they had mm. had some clients over from, and they spent like 10 grand on dinner for like eight people. And I'm like, yeah. holy fuck, I can't imagine that shit. It's yeah. awesome, but can't imagine it. That's how when I had to go to Germany, how we were. They eventually cut us off because we were drinking too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I like he's like we're not even talking to him anymore. We're just no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry, Gordon. I'm so sorry. No, it's all right. You want me to come back later or <laughs> uh, give us about five minutes? Five. <laughs> That's including cleanup, right? That's right. Okay. <laughs> uh, so um oh, do you plan on doing anything in Nashville that's not related to Jack Daniels or the podcast convention? The conference. You know, I I mean I'm I'll try to get in some of the tourist stuff. I want to see the Grand Ole Opry and the yeah. the uh, original auditorium, uh, which I forgot the name of. Ryman. Top of my head. The Ryman. Yeah. The Ryman, yeah. And uh, I've got a few friends around the Nashville area, so okay. I'll try to connect up with people. But, uh, other I'll be there fancy for lawyers. Yeah. a whole week. You're going to be there for a other whole what? week? Is that what you said? <laughs> Just <at> other fancy <laughs> lawyers. <laughs> uh, you know, an ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. A songwriter that I know and, and her brother is uh, a friend from another part of my life, I guess. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So, so. I, so I take it then that you're a, uh, a paid speaker for this conference. You're not just coming in to chill for the day. Or I a guest speaker. A guest, speaker. a guest speaker, I, I should say. Excuse me. I'm an invited speaker and I, I uh, yeah, I'm I'm footing my own bill for the travel and, air, uh, travel and hotel. But, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, there are plenty of perks, so it, it's worth it, and it's great for business because it's where my people are. So, yeah, do do any of the big podcast names or or, or uh, networks show up for this? <laughs> no, he's shaking oh, yeah. his head. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm joking. This is, this is the big one. Um, actually, the uh, one of the big keynote speakers is Jeff Bezos. Oh wow! Oh really? From Amazon. Huh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're getting into podcasts in a big way. They just paid $80 million for, uh, um, uh, I, I saw that. I can't think of what it's called, but I saw that. Um, it's the one with, uh, the three comics, Jason Bateman and Will Arnett. And, uh, yeah, uh, I can't think of what it's called, but yeah, they, they paid 80 million for that one. Yeah. So 80 million bucks for a three year deal for those guys. And, and then, you know, <laughs> meanwhile, I've got clients calling me saying they want to give me half the profits. Yeah. <laughs> what profits? <laughs> right. That's funny. That's, so, you know, it's funny. That's it's the reason over, I yeah. laughed at that and said no, because it, it's funny. A lot of music conferences, there's so many that pop up like these independent music mm-hmm. conferences. And granted, a, a big part of them is networking and shit like that. But one of the sure. big advertised ones that pop up is the CD Baby Music Conference. It's usually in Nashville or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's, again, it's what you make of it. They have some great speakers, but for the most part, Nah. Of course, yeah. I don't like people, so it, it takes away from a lot of... Like, sure. I, I don't get the networking aspect of it for myself, but I've just always found like going in and um, unbiasedly watching, and like you're going to get a handful of people there that are like going to strike fucking gold, and it's going to be awesome, but like 98% of the people that go, nah. Just, you know, it's good to get out of the house a little bit. So... Well, that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So... But I've got a lot of good friends. No. Go ahead. I'm going to ask you the same question two different ways. And, and so, 
why does a podcast like ours or whatever, why do we need to go to that conference? Uh, connect with other podcasters, uh, other other podcast industry players. Uh, maybe there's some crosstalk between your audience and other audiences. Maybe you can attract a bigger audience that way. You can talk to potential sponsors. And frankly, it's just a, a lot of fun hanging out, networking with uh, with other podcasters and folks in the industry. And and there are good education panels. I mean, you know, I'm speaking on a panel about music. Yeah. And um, um, got another, you know, another couple of panels, and and you, you learn something every day. I mean, and and you get away from town. Yeah. Well, so from your perspective <laughs> as a speaker, I would imagine, do you get? Other than like being there and being able to impart knowledge, but I would assume though, to a degree, um, having young podcasts come up and, and speak with you that are hopeful or whatever the case may be, but just to, I don't know, like I would imagine from your side of things, it's probably enjoyable as well, just for some of those interactions, somebody that says, Hey, yeah. you know, I've, I've heard you do this and this helped me in this way. Like some of those affirmations, which is a type of feedback yeah. for what you do, I would imagine is pretty rewarding. I know that sounds selfish as fuck, but that's how I would be. <laughs> No, you know, it, for me, it really does uh, give me a sense of fulfillment. You know, my my purpose, my mission is to help as many content creators get their message out and 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 do it safely in a way that allows them to to feel confident about taking some of the kinds of risks that it take. You know, you have to take risks in order to succeed with things. Yeah. And um, so many people are out there just flying by the seat of their pants and not knowing what's coming around the next corner and worried about it a little bit. Right. At least the smart ones are worried about it, and um, so I like to be able to help them. <laughs> you guys, I, like, I, he, just, he, just described I, ha- he just described half of our. I, podcast. I feel like that he's just casually been attacking us this entire time. Well, no, he just described here. he just he described <laughs> both of us. Say, hey, you fuckers, come on! <laughs> <laughs> he described both of us until he said worried about what comes around next, and then he only described half of us. Yes, that's, so. that was you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, I for us, a lot of this is just we. As much as we talk shit about it, like I enjoy doing it for the most part. There are nights that I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. But it, as a whole. Yeah. It, well, it started out as just an excuse to hang out and let's just record the conversations we have and slowly mm-hmm. figured out mm-hmm. we like talking to other people too. Yeah. Cause what? So, cause people don't realize, and cause one of the big things I've heard more than anything is like, fuck, you guys cuss so much. It's almost like you're trying. Yeah. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like when we talk outside, this is how the fuck I talk. I cuss <laughs> Wolf so of much. Wall Street in here. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I mean, I was, you know, I can blame it on a thousand things. The bottom line is I just have a horrible fucking mouth. Sure, but, absolutely. Um, but I like it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, well, a lot of people have said that to us. Because it's but, small. As long as the filter works when you need it to. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, like, I, it's yeah. funny enough, like, I really don't curse around my kids, like, hardly at all. Like, one will slip every now and then. I don't cuss around my kids. Um, I don't cuss around my family yeah. back home other than my dad. Yeah, same he doesn't thing. Give a yeah. shit anymore. But, yeah, so the filter's there. But, you know, so when we talk, it's yeah. just. Yeah. No, whatever. So this is your platform. You can do it your fucking way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So same question I asked just a minute ago, but slightly differently. Why do why does someone like us not need to go to that conference? <laughs> That's not the same question. Those are two different questions. Whatever. Why do you not need to yeah, go to this why, conference? Why, why you know would everything, you have nothing to learn and you don't give a shit? Okay. There you go. <laughs> I check off two of those. 
can't no, learn. I, I like asking that question. I, I bought something the other day, and there's one feature that I couldn't decide if I wanted it or not. And I said, "Tell me why I need that feature," and they told me whatever. I oh, said, "Now tell me why I don't need you're it." You're that asshole when you buy shit. Some it depends on if it's a high why? dollar item. Depends on if it's a high dollar item. Are, is this a salesperson you're talking, or just like somebody that works there? It's the person. It, it's same in this particular company. It's the same. Okay. This particular company is the same, but no. If it's a high dollar item, I do. If it's if I'm spending fifty dollars on something, I don't do. I that. don't understand that. Like, if I want something, I want something. Like, I'm not gonna. I was ask on the some, fence about it. If, but if somebody, I'm not trusting somebody selling me something. Trust like, me. I'm gonna I, do my own research. If I want it, I want it. All right. The money that I save by not buying that feature, they made more of because I bought a different feature. Because I saved that money, and so I spent it on something else. Did you ask them their opinion on that one too? No, because I've. I have experience with that other feature. Jesus so Christ. I had that already. Why are we friends? Why the fuck so are we friends? What the fuck do I need a fun loop for, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you need somewhere to hang out and drink on a Saturday night. <laughs> That's why we're friends. <laughs> I'm actually kind of sad that you guys do this on Saturday nights because <laughs> well, we work we work during the week and it's just like you know, good good luck. Um, you don't have to explain it. He's just being an asshole. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here on Saturday night too. <laughs> yeah, but it's still it's still early for you. I mean, for us, it's uh, nine thirty. For you, it's six thirty. Yeah. Used to. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So weird. Weirdly enough, yeah. we're doing a back to back episode tonight. We're gonna probably do, we're gonna do another oh. one after this one, just because we're both out of town next weekend. Yeah. And so. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We used to. We started out doing that. We started out recording two episodes. Back to back, well, and I traveled a hundred like all the taking time. off every other week. But mm. in, yeah. I don't know, I'd say four months or five months in, we just started actually recording every Saturday and releasing that episode on Monday. So it was a quick turnaround for us to get it yeah. record it and get it out on Monday. But um, we started doing that and liked that more. But you know, yeah. during the summertime, it gets a little harder. Yeah. So now I'm going to interrupt ourselves yeah. just a little bit to give him an out. I know you originally said you didn't have the full time. Do you need to go? We don't want to keep you on here. Oh I, no, I'm good. That okay. was your that was your last fucking chance, man. I was, <laughs> I'm trying to help you out here. If I'm boring you guys, we no, can absolutely not. No, he's fucking boring me. He has been for the last goddamn hour. You're good, man. <laughs> hey, you want to start a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> With you? Oh. <laughs> Great answer. What's it pay? Right. <laughs> was it was it pay a shitty friendship? <laughs> a shitty friendship with strong fucking arms. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh God. <clears throat> so, go ahead. Tell me about your audience. What do we know about them? So um, we have sure. about, weirdly enough, about a, a 36 about, to 40% female demographic. Um, yeah. Last I looked, um, which was this week, it was about 62% male. Okay. So it's um, about 62% male and about 37% female and um, just under 1%, 1%. not specified. Yeah. And our, yeah. we have, I think our our largest age demographic is mm-hmm. between, I think, was it like 28 like and- 28 to 44. 28 to 44. Something like that. I can't believe like 40% of listeners are women. That fucking blows my mind. Yeah. I wouldn't listen to us. And then, um, you know, oddly enough, and this isn't Half like- of them. Right. Half yeah. of them are saying to their husbands. Why can't you be more like those guys? Because <laughs> <laughs> their husbands are saying, you think you got a bad? <laughs> so yeah, guys, there you go. Yeah. You know, weirdly enough, and as far as, I think those are the most of what we know about our demographics, but some of our, um, our, 
and I'm, I'm trying to word this not like a douche, but but really like some of the best relationships and conversations that we had and guests that we've had come back on and we've been on their podcast have been minorities. We have the best conversations. We really enjoy it. It's been really strange to me like how well that's been a good fit for us. Right. And that cross promotion, which is, is, is all uh, because we've had God, some of the best conversations on race and all that stuff that I've ever fucking had oh, have yeah, been on the sure. show, which for has sure. been fantastic. Because yeah. I'm the type I really like to ask inappropriate questions if you're willing to have the conversation and allow me to ask the questions. Because that's the only way, yeah. in my opinion, that we're going to learn about shit. If I can ask you about the things that are uncomfortable as an ignorant person, then I'm going to become less mm-hmm. ignorant, right? right? If we're willing to have that conversation. Well, it's like the, t- the two guys from Juxtaposition Podcast, yeah. um, or Juxtaposition Debate, sorry, uh, they're both in the UK, and and they're they're just two black guys who are I don't know within within ten years of our age. They're all older than us, but okay. within ten. Oh years man, that so. last week, holy shit! Yeah, and so, but like one of the things we talked to them about was like, what is the black experience like in the UK, especially compared to the US? Like, what is that like? What's the, what are the differences? Do you think it's better over there or over here or, or whatever? And yeah. like you get some great information uh, yeah. when you ask people those kinds of questions. That I mean, especially in the South, a lot of people like just yeah. don't broach these topics because it's like makes them uncomfortable. So, yeah. or they're know. afraid it'll make the guest uncomfortable that's or whatever. Yeah. But you know, the truth is, yeah, that that's a an open mindedness, a kind of of frankly, intelligence. And, uh, you know, you, you yeah. do that and you hopefully you bring along a few of your audience each time and yeah. and expand some minds. Right. That's great. And that's that's something as much that's as, beautiful. like, I mean, I talk out my ass and like to run run my mouth and, and shit. Like something we're genuine, genuinely interested in is having those kind of conversations. Like I really enjoy them because like people that are willing to talk about shit that is uncomfortable, like I really appreciate because... Yeah, those those conversations are conversations I would have if, if the mics were turned off. Yeah. Like I just like that kind of conversation. Yeah. So and, and it doesn't have to be race, but among anything. Yeah. Well, we talked about gun laws with, with <laughs> two guys from the UK yeah. and one guy from Australia and the differences in gun laws. Especially and, in the South. And you know, and and the fact that I, I and I told them like I, I with I said in less than sixty seconds I could bring a gun and have it right here so you can see it on camera. And he's like that make the guy from Australia is like I'm stressed out just thinking about that. And I like hearing though though not that I like hearing someone stressed out, but I like yeah. hearing the kind of differences in in experiences in the way people oh, yeah, live their day to day life. Bagged on us for a good twenty minutes over. This oh yeah, show, for which sure, is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but it's just to me, it's interesting to have those conversations. If if you can have people, and this is across the board, but because usually the loudest people are the people on the extremes, right? Most everybody else is somewhere in that span of of whatever. And so when you have people on either side that are actually willing to have those conversations without being like overly offended by questions, because yeah. like I always, you know, the the stupid cliche is you don't know what you don't know, and until you have somebody that's willing to answer stupid questions um you're never going to learn anything so i think it's really valuable when you have sides lack of a better word of a conversation of people that are willing to talk about those quote-unquote stupid questions well at the risk of tooting our own horn i think you and i are both willing to give our opinion on something and then be wrong absolutely and 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 accept that we're wrong on something if someone can if someone contradicts what we have and and can back it up or whatever i'm absolutely willing to have my mind changed on something so that is rare, <laughs> frankly. especially in the South. But, uh, yeah. Well, well, but yeah, but, uh, but as hosts, that's the job. Yes. Go ahead and change my mind. And along with me, 
some of my listeners. Yeah. yeah. So we're basically and, Stephen uh, Crowder. Change, you <laughs> change shut, our mind. You shut the fuck up, you asshole. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I, but I don't know because I'm in what one of the things that's different about is I'm very apolitical. I'm very like I don't care about like, as stupid as it is. So my my brain wiring's a little different for for a few different things, and so I don't have a lot of emotional attachments or viewpoints that lean one way or the other. Like I really don't have too much of a thought about a lot of stuff. Like I have opinions, but not beliefs really. And so like I really enjoy okay. hearing those variances, and it's just super interesting to me how some people get so um, so passionate about certain things that I don't even understand. And so like, I really enjoy, and that's something I've had to do for most of my life. Like, you know that about me well enough. Yeah, sure. Like there's been a lot of chameleon and, and, and learning about and observing people yeah. and, and how they do. And that's, so it's always beneficial to me to hear those other viewpoints. Yeah. And we've just talked for like 10 minutes. And he hasn't said a fucking word. <laughs> Sorry. The day you stop learning. Yeah. The day you stop learning is the day your life starts to end. Yeah. Right. You know, so, and I've been praying for this that is- day for 20 fucking years now, and it still hasn't happened. <laughs> and you don't have enough faith. And you're a youngster. Yeah. yeah. Youngster. Yeah. Oh, I've had a death wish yeah. for like a good a good 20 years, so it's fine. Ah. And you were in the service. Did you jump out of planes in the service? I was in the Coast Guard, so a lot of people will say I was oh. in the service, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't like Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think you would take Coast Guard. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was medically discharged for uh, oh. I got a, I got a sweet bipolar diagnosis with um, it's called chlamydia. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no. Got that, and then more recently, it's gotten kind of. There's been some other things tagged sure. on antisocial personality disorder, as as they would say, you know, emotional detachment from the real world. So I was trying to pull uh, up the the information. A little, that, little sociopath action, you know. I was trying to pull up the information about our audience, just generic, the shorthand of it. Like, so we're, we we we. Uh, post through anchor and so i was just going to pull up just the generic information they give us so 90 90 of our audience is from the u.s of course um two percent uk two percent italy and it dwindles from there um 60 of our audience listens through apple podcast um 24 through other venues and then 11 is uh spotify um 38 is 35 to 24 and 29 is 28 to 34 and then it's fifty nine percent male, thirty four percent female, four percent not specified. And then actually, at least a handful of people uh, call themselves non binary. So oh shit, yeah. yeah, we're fucking woke as shit. Yeah, woke as shit. So I would I would imagine though, like your demographic I'm is sure unidentified. Have they not looked? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have to imagine though, your demographic is pretty wide, right? Because it's going to be in people. That are starting up, but you have a more of a, like, I think one of the things that hurts us a lot is we're not very niche. Like we just kind of like, it's a shotgun blast. Oh yeah. You There's know, 10 for, million for on a podcast like ours. But like to me, especially what you do with your expertise is a very, it's something that a lot, not a, a not a lot of other industries offer for the people in said industries, right? Like you're a, a, like a one-stop resource to a degree for podcasts and that shit doesn't exist in other platforms. So I would imagine that's a pretty great place to be. Does that make, I don't know if that makes sense, what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I like it. I mean, it's interesting because I don't podcast about podcast law. Right. Although I've entertained the idea of, of turning my, my live streams that I do on Facebook as a, a podcast as yeah. well. Uh, my podcast is called entertainment law update and right. it is 
a very, very niche audience. I mean, yeah, right. there's maybe three or 4,000 people in the world who do entertainment law or care enough about it right. in the first place. Yeah. They would listen to a podcast where we talk about the cases that yeah. the courts are deciding. Oh, wow. uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's me and another lawyer and we discuss the, the points of law and the issues and our opinions and did the court get it right or did they get it wrong or what about this? You know, those kinds of things. Right. And we've got, you know, a couple of thousand downloads per episode. So we've got roughly half of the whole potential audience listening to our show, but <laughs> it's never going to be bigger than, <laughs> you know, the law cast. <laughs> Actually, there was a thing called law cast, which was a continuing education program for lawyers where they sent you a CD every month. Oh, wow. And you just back in the old days. And that was sort of what inspired me to create the show is to do it as a way of educating other lawyers. Oh, wow. Stupid strategically because I'm educating my competition and not reaching out to my <laughs> potential one. <You're> right. <laughs> Bob, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you say that, but really like any time that you can establish yourself as a, oh. um, a center of, of, of resource or knowledge and people come to you for that. I mean, that's really a great place to be really. It's kind of like in a company, like you, if you establish your, your own job description and you make yourself like, invaluable then you're fucking invaluable you know what i mean like because yeah. only you do what you do yeah and and you know it honestly it makes me a better lawyer because i'm watching all those cases every month mm -hmm. and you know it's very easy to sit back and just do what you know and not right pay attention to what else is going on out there and so you know my meetings with we've got a, a production team of law students and young lawyers who help us find the stories and analyze them and that kind of thing and, and those meetings are always an informative ones yeah so hmm. yeah. it's honestly, it's, it's the law side of shit's interesting as fuck to me. Like the, the, the short amount of time that I spend in school like on the music side of things, like I took a couple of like publishing classes mm -hmm. and they covered, you know, some copyright law and, and some things like that. And it's, it's so multifaceted, like yeah. to, to be a lawyer in that industry, like you have to know a lot of inroads and outroads for that shit because there's a lot of tricky language and a lot of topics, especially in the digital age, that start fucking overlapping each other and even some kind of unknown areas that are being worked out as things progress. Yeah. So it's not really yeah, an industry exactly. I would imagine you can see on your laurels, so to speak. Like you have to be kind of up up uh up on the game. Well, we, you know, we have to know what's going on in the segment of the industry we work most of the time in. Right. You know, for me that's digital media and the live theater. Right. Uh, the film industry is, is also part of me. I don't do much in the music arena except when it relates to those other parts of it. I used to do record deals. I used to do publishing deals and, and, uh, yeah, it was, you know, just a lot to yeah. keep up with. And, uh, yeah. frankly, some of my clients were not so savory types. Oh yeah. So uh, well, that's one of the things I learned quickly that blew my mind is the money's not in fucking being a rock star. The goddamn money's being a writer and actually fucking like public oh, yeah. getting publishing song yeah, publishing sure. deals. Holy shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Like so Taylor you, Swift's team, fuck them. Katy Perry's team, <laughs> fuck them. Yeah. They have so much fucking money. Yeah. So you said something that stood out and I hadn't thought about to ask you about this, but you said live theater law. What? Like what? What about that? I mean that that live the what? What do you what? What do you deal with with live theater law? Like, what do you deal okay. with? What's the number one thing? I guess. Well, I represent a lot of playwrights uh -huh. who are 
working to try to get their shows developed and, and okay. produced or headed to Broadway or off Broadway, that kind of thing. And I work with a lot of producers who are looking to take shows that they've found or that they've created and, and get those to, um, uh, to the off-Broadway, Broadway, whatever, whatever developmental theater level we're doing. And that starts with, you know, obviously you got to deal with the rights and make sure you own what you need in order to put up the production that you want to make. And then you have to go raise the money. Yeah. And the structures that you use to raise a million, two million, $20 million for a highly risky, I mean, you know, you, here, we're going to spend $20 million. We're going to build this thing and it could close on the first night. Right. If nobody likes it. Nobody's coming to see it. Right. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> risky money and uh, yeah. and then all the, the deals. You know, I, I'm a contract negotiator in a lot of ways. That's yeah. yeah. That's Form it. the company, do the offering materials, you know, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I, I guess I've never thought about law entertainment law impacting live theater really i've never really thought about that one fucking package to me because you have to have that shit sure i get it i just i guess i don't think about live theater because i feel like in any entertainment industry more than i would i would say even more than most others like there are some slimy motherfuckers that are just looking to take advantage oh yeah more so patent trolls yeah fuck you (laughs) but i just feel like That uh, I don't There's know. I copyright just, rules too. They're called movie producers. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, I just feel like that any time that you have an industry where people are really up and coming, and it's a creative endeavor, you always have people that are taking advantage, and yeah. you always have to have contracts to protect yeah. those people in law. Yeah, but yeah, and creative folks are really not good at looking out for their own no. best interests. No, I like to think so, that that's what tanked one of the one of the many things that tanked my my fucking short lived music time was my really shitty ability to do anything you had a lot, a lot of, of record producers that stole your shit and no and did you wrong no oh, no okay. just the business sense and to have savvy oh, enough interest to not do shit mm-hmm. yeah but yeah that and a lack of talent will do it every time oh. <laughs> man, <laughs> man. man. No frame of preference. i'm just saying <laughs> yeah yeah um, that's good. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I burn like he's that. Earning, no. he, 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 he's earning guest of the year ballots right now. Yeah. Like, he's really, yeah. Yeah. He's earning it. it fucking hurt my taint, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can, we, the, the, the our, little, little going on. Our last, I, I know, I know I was good. I just was not good at not doing drugs. You? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. What kind of music do you, did you do? What's your instrument? What was the band like? Tell it me. was so, skin flute. <laughs> I could play well, 12 octaves. <laughs> no, I was uh, pri- primarily the, uh, I, I did the solo acoustic thing for a, a long time. I had a backing band for a while. I was in Hawaii. Well, I was in the mm. military. You know, I moved every little bit. And some of the time I was in Alaska, so that doesn't really fucking count. And I played full time for a while. You I did- mean the Coast Guard, right? <laughs> yes, the Coast Guard. Yes, the Coast Guard. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I, I'll be nice. I quit. <laughs> Fuck this. I'm. <laughs> well, you made it hundred. No, like I, it was one of those things. Like I, I did well. Like I, I, you know, and no. I played well, and I never really could break out of the whole regional thing. I just was never good enough to keep my shit together long enough to do it. And honestly, mm-hmm. it worked out because it wasn't healthy for me at all. Like in the, like I still love it, oh. but it, it's just not a healthy life for my. In it the place be, I'm in now, it could, it could be, be now that you're medicated. But yeah, now that I'm medicated I, and shit. I, I don't like complimenting him a lot, but he's a good songwriter. He's a great entertainer. He really yeah. is. Yeah. But it just timing wise and where I was in my life, like I, you can blame it on a thousand things. But the the point of it is, like there are too many things I was not good at to be successful. Um, and mm-hmm. it, and to me, I don't feel like it was a lack of talent as much. It was just lack of knowledge, a lack of motivation, uh, a lack of mar- just, 
a thousand things like that you have to have other than just the ability to play well. I mean, that's yeah. and that's what it boils down to. Yeah, yeah. you're also not willing to play the game. Weren't yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To a point, sure. but that comes from being well. And as you said, you know, drugs and alcohol, and yeah. and having issues that you know you you were self medicating, right? Right. Yeah. And you know, different. Yeah, you gotta you had to gotta be in control. Yeah. Uh, in order to make it in any field, right? And, and, and doing and, it on my own on top of that, and not having you know that so it was a combination of things. And I'm very self isolating, and I. Like I had a, a, a quote unquote manager for a little while and he just fucking tanked that shit and fucked me over a couple of times. So it was multiple things, but ultimately it was, it was because I wasn't capable of handling all the things that you have to be able to handle to be successful mm-hmm. in a particular industry. That's what it comes down to. But well, and a lot of that handling is stuff you have to do in your off hours when you're right. You know, you you have a regular job while you're trying to make <laughs> right. you know, in, in the military. Yeah. Um, there just aren't enough hours in the day to do it all. Right. And well, even after I got out, it was the same thing. I wasn't going to invest the time that I had into the things that needed to be done. I was going to do what I had to do and then go play, you know, and then I could, I could show up and I can still to this day, I've started playing out at some open mics just for fun. Like I've played a couple just to get out and kind of dust the cobwebs off and I can still fucking quiet a room. Like it it was, it felt good to get out and do it again, but it's still not like, I don't know. I'm at the point now where it doesn't mean as much. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And as it used to, and it's just nice to get out and play. Like I'm going to be that fucking dude that's 80 years old, and people are like, "Why the fuck is he here?" And I'm like, "God damn it!" Because I want to be. Because he's part of it. That's what art is. You yeah. do it because you love doing it. You make it because you need to make it, not because anybody else cares or is willing to pay for it. Right. Exactly. You're lucky if you do. Exactly. Well, I have a very, very like honestly, because I'm on my third marriage because you know that's the, the boxes you have to check, and um, oh, but my wife now. I mean, we've married for like fucking it'll be nine years. This coming. I thought forward. you guys had hit ten already. No, not yet. But still, it's more than my first two combined. But like, she's legitimately understanding and knows me, and and is very supportive yeah. and helps me stay medicated. And like, I would still be super fucked up if she wasn't, you know, in in the picture. But sure. Um. So I'm very fortunate for that um like she was with me through a, a hunk of the excessive fucking oxycontin and alcohol use sure. and other things but um why didn't i get any of that time on a podcast that's what i, I wanted know. it would have been a train wreck which it, it would have been, been entertaining yeah anyway so uh, long story short a, a big part of where i am now like having a, a decent job and doing all this shit is because of Amanda. Sure. but mm-hmm. anyway so gordon <laughs> 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 I thought he was going to fall asleep there for a second. I fell came on your show and started interviewing you. You know, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. No, I just I just like talking about myself. So that's you know what it comes down to. All right, so you I do like I, this. Uh, voice. I have. <laughs> so I got an entertainment question for you. If you were going to go pitch something to whatever, whether it's a TV project or whatever, you're going to go pitch something. What should you do ahead of time to protect yourself? That is a great question. Um, Thank you very much. It sort of depends what it is, but generally speaking, if you've got copyrightable material, you register the copyright. If you're pitching ideas or whatever, you want to document the fact that the meeting is happening and, and sort of you know make a paper trail if if possible. Get the the promise from the people you're pitching to in some form that you can prove that they said yes, we'll pay you if we use it, gotcha. or yes, we'll hire you if we. Yeah, because um, ideas are not something that can really be protected. Right. Yeah. You know, if you you spit out an idea at a party, you shouldn't be surprised when the person who overheard it right. turns it into the next blockbuster film. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you need that sort of Im- implied or expressed promise from the recipient that 
yeah, I understand why we're both here. Um, Hollywood's pretty good at at uh, avoiding <laughs> giving so that's that what I was implied. Say, how, how do you do that? I mean, if you have an idea for, uh, let's just say a TV show. Let's say you have yeah. an idea for a TV show, and you're going to pitch that. Like, how do you do that? How do you document that? Just saving emails or, and text messages? Yeah. Or what do you do? I mean, you know, if you go in through an agent or, or an attorney or manager, they're usually doing some of the the legwork of, of setting it up and making sure it's there is that email chain that says, hey, he's coming in, he wants to pitch you this material with an eye towards selling it to you. And, you know, you agree to, to treat it confidentially until yeah. you make a deal. Like we use the words Yeah, he's writing this down. Uh -oh. Well, I'm just I make notes. He makes show notes because I, I do. I make show notes because I do the description. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm telling so, you, I need you know, to get Jessica um, on board. And when I fucking get get my fucking idea worked out for the best documentary that man has ever seen, like oh, yeah? fucking locked in, yeah, bitch. There you go. Why well, get Jessica? She doesn't do entertainment law. You I don't care. She's the, she's the right only here. lawyer I know that will work for free, at least for no, a short she period will of time. Not. For not me, she for, no, she would not. <laughs> no, she would not. <laughs> she, well, it wasn't my son asked about For some, Gabe. She would for Gabe. No, she, that's what I'm fixing to tell you. Really? My, my oldest son's 25, and he's dealing with an issue with his home warranty company. Um, and he was talking to her, and he said, he said here, and he laid. I think I can't remember if it was a five dollar bill or a one dollar bill down. <laughs> and he was trying to make the joke that came from um, um, Breaking Bad or whatever, where where Saul okay. Goodman says, "Now you're a lawyer, we have confidential." Yeah, he was like, "Give me a dollar, and now I can't." Right, and he just lays five dollars down, and we're at, at her house or something. And he says, "Now, okay." What should I do here? And she picked it up and she goes, well, this will get you about two and a half minutes or whatever. It wasn't that. She was like, this will get you. And this is the family discount, but here's two. you get two minutes of my time now. And she lays it back down. No, she's absolutely not going to do I that. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. yeah, this wouldn't buy my business card, you know. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. So. Oh, man. I don't know, very. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I will say this. It's off topic slightly, but like, I'm, I'm very. No, I'm just. I'm very proud of what my sister's accomplished. She's worked for big corporations and small companies, and and I'm very proud of what she's accomplished. So there you go. Oh, so fucking. Here to go. Mm -hmm. now, cur currently, she's bought my father's business that she's going to take control of. So, I mean, there goes my inheritance and legacy. But oh, you know, whatever. Fucking legacy. <laughs> yeah, but in all fairness, your sister's also a fucking. You know. Spoiled ass Napa Valley, Napa Valley vacation taking the kids. Ugh. I wouldn't call her spoiled, but no, 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 she spoiled herself. It's a treat yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she treats herself. Yeah, to fuck go her up. for that shit. She does take her kids, but she takes a babysitter so they don't She's have to probably, go. Okay, that's still Jesus Christ. Uh huh. It's you know it is what it is. If I had that kind of money, I'd do shit like that too. Yep. You, you know would what? I, too. You know what I learned really quick, Gordon, about anybody that's from LA. Like if I'm trying to, um identify or speak with on any like mutual terms like oh yeah i was born in california they'll be like oh yeah where i'll be like ah san bernardino they're like yeah fuck you like, that's <laughs> immediately the result <laughs> like oh you're one of those subhuman fucking desert people <laughs> yeah inland empire we call that yeah, inland empire there you go yeah. I can't, I can't all right yeah it. it's I an can't. empire yeah <laughs> Oh God! I was actually out in San Bernardino County last weekend. We went to a friend's uh, lake house up in the mountains for yeah. a visit. It was, it was lovely. Yeah, so, I was I was actually was Apple Valley, is where I was born, and uh, I, my dad worked. They have all the big solar fields out there, like some of the aerospace companies yeah. back in the day did. And he worked out there, but a lot of meth labs too. A lot of meth labs. That's probably what he actually did. I'm really not sure. I'm pretty sure that area. Breaking is Bad was it? 
documentary. That's, that's what I was going to say. Breaking Bad actually was supposed to be filmed there, but California wouldn't give them any breaks on like, taxes or anything, so they went to uh, ABQ. I'm surprised it wasn't filmed in Georgia. Was yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Um, so we're approaching two hours, and so I was going to – I was gonna. Hold, I want to. I want to say something. I want to interrupt, and I'm gonna be completely transparent. Like when he first told me he had an entertainment lawyer on, he talked to him on Facebook. I was like, "Oh fucking shit! This is gonna be the worst goddamned episode that we've ever had." But this has legitimately been a really good time. I'm, I'm very glad you've been <laughs> oh, on tonight. I hope I live up to it. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. No, at first, because but occasionally, like I'll shoot him an email, and be like, "Hey, I have this guest coming on," and he's just like, "What the fuck? Are you serious?" and yeah. There's been a couple of times that we've both fell a little short of expectations, but a couple but, of times. but I wanted to give you props and you props, yeah, good sure. sir, that this oh. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Now we need to do an entertainment law segment with Gordon every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I'm good>. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, you got, you, before we let you go, do you got anything you want to plug? You know, follow me on on social media. You know okay. it. That that would be my big thing. If you're if you're a podcaster or you're interested in podcasting, follow the podcast lawyer. Um, it's actually Facebook.com/slash podcast law, and uh, join that group. Legitpodcastpro.com will get you all the information you need about that. That'd be. What's what's your book? Now you said you had a book. I want I want I want to know because I I might actually purchase it so we can learn some shit. All right, so it's an ebook, not a public. Well, you can get a hard copy from you know. Print on demand. Dude, kind of I'm, I'm already a hard copy, so go ahead. Okay. <laughs> it's called the Podcast Blog and New Media Producers Legal Survival Guide. You can find it at podcastlawbook.com. Well, that title is way too long for me to write down, well, so I'll, I'll get it off the recording. <laughs> podcastlawbook.com. Yeah, that's all you podcastlawbook.com. Okay. I like his disgust. Like you can't remember podcastlawbook.com. You stupid piece of shit. I got it. I got I'm it. I'm trying to redirect because he's made fun of me for being at the Coast Guard the entire fucking night. So, like, yeah, I'm just bitter know. at this point in time. I mean, like shooting fish in a <laughs> barrel, man. Honoring the truth behind the. There you go. Yeah. Like, I, I got, like, like I got, shooting I got, coasties in a pond. <laughs> yeah, no, I tell you, it works out, though. I got I got pulled over on the way over here tonight because I was running late. And Fourth of July weekend, I had a little veteran stamp on my um, driver's license. And the guy was like, well, like, you. Oh, you're a veteran? He was like, well, it's 4th of July weekend. Just slow down and thank you for your service. I was like, thank you, sir. <laughs> that, that wouldn't have worked in L.A., but in the South, it no. works every time. No, I got – because I'm not one that, that throws out the veteran shit much because, again, I'm, I was right. in the you Coast Guard. you just put it on your license. No, but that's what I was saying. But I got it on my license, and I got the fucking um, – Tag. Uh, the tag for my car simply because oh, nice. it will get me out of almost any ticket in the South because everybody, they're super, you know, support your troops type of shit yeah. down here. Yeah. And no, Virginia, they'll say, fuck you. They hate the military. I right. Virginia, but like right. in Tennessee, Alabama, I can, I rarely, if ever, oh, yeah. get pulled over. And when I do, it's usually just a, right. you know, yeah. slow down, have a good day. So it's a purely selfish motivation for throwing that tag on there. Well, you know, you earned it. In a way. <laughs> yeah. And then you went bonkers and got thrown out. But <laughs> that's, I think that's the legal term bonkers. Bonkers. Yeah, yeah. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, baby, get bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll say, but that pays my mortgage. So, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, there you yeah. go. Yeah. 
I like I like you a lot. Thank yeah. you so much for fucking coming <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, really. Awesome. I appreciate having me on. You guys having me on the show. It's been yeah, fun. no problem. So hang tight for just a moment, and uh, we'll we'll yep. close this out, and then uh, just talk for just a moment. So yep. well, if you're uh, you know still here, some fucking hell. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we don't know what next week's episode is going to be because we've had some stuff come up, but uh, people are fucking. It'll dying just be the shit. two of us. It'll just be the two of us. Yeah, but, be a good time. Yeah, but soon we do have a contestant from Mechanile coming on, and then uh, I've been talking with a true crime podcaster about having her on because mm. women love true crime, and that's forty percent of our audience. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, until next week. Yep. Uh, bye. Give us a thumbs up on Facebook at B3F Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at B3F Podcast and on Instagram at B3F underscore podcast. Send us your questions or comments to BFFF.podcast at gmail.com. Rate us and review us wherever you listen to the show. And as always, thanks for listening.